Getting back will be therapeutic. But can't we just have a little talk? Bob, you are testing my patience. Come on, I've come so far. Bob. I'm baby stepping. I'm, I'm doing the work. I'm baby stepping. I'm not a slacker. Check it out. Look at I'm in really bad shape. Come on, please. Bob. Please. Bob. Give me, give me, give me. I need, I Bob. need, Bob. I need, I need. Bob. Give me, give okay, me. Okay. Please. All right, all right, please. all right. Alright, welcome to another episode of the PGP Filmcast. I'm your host, Chad, and with me as always is Tom. Uh, <laughs> kill you. I'm gonna eat my angel food cake. And Terry. Hello. And Jerry. Yep. Why Wil- am I last? Wilford Brimley could have this with me. The order. This is good for well, I thought I thought we determined last time that I was like Chad's like last because I'm the guest. He's a guest host. Huh? The guest. Oh, you got kicked to the bottom. Yeah, I did. You did. So that, that was automatic. He was sitting next to Tom. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're good. With like Tom, Kenny, Terry, and a fuck-ass Jerry. And Kenny Rogers from Jackass. Oh, okay, All right, coming up in today's episode, we have uh, Snakes on a Plane versus Rubber. That was a pretty entertaining uh, versus uh, picks. I think everybody hated every movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because Snakes on a Plane was not good, and yeah. Rubber was bad in its own way. I just chose to watch Static instead. I have to say, I... Emotionally got along better with the tire than anybody else in Snakes on the Plane. <laughs> and uh, the release, the top 10 August releases, and uh, we have our retro review of What About Bob, and also top 10 murderers. Had to be human, right? Yep. Yeah, that's Had the only rule. Or would be prepared to eat shit. Mm-hmm. Mine are all human. But uh, first in news, uh, Neil Berger, the director of Limitless that just came out this year, is taking over the directing duties on Art Uncharted. Is this based on the game? On the video game. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm playing through the first one right now, so. I have no idea what anything in that sentence means. You haven't seen, did you see Might Limitless? Might as well be in German. What? You didn't see Limitless? Uh-uh. Nine? Um, Uncharted yeah. is probably one of the better PS3 exclusives. Oh, okay. Yeah. And David O. Russell was the original director. Okay. So does this look promising? Or? Uh, as long as they get the right star. Hopefully it was Marky Nathan, Mark. Nathan Philly, I think, would be perfect. Yeah, Nathan Philly would be good. But now, uh, since Neil Berger took over, they're saying that uh, Bradley Cooper might be. Well, I, I guess I, I would be willing to wait. I, I will tentatively say okay. Yeah. Uh, the only problem with Nathan Philly, he's starting to show his age a little bit. He's getting a little older. They should make him replace Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Seems kind of age appropriate now for the Indiana Jones world. Yeah. Or Eric Roberts could do that too. I think Eric Roberts looks like he's Harrison Ford. So he just start crying. No. So here's my question for the group: Has there ever been a good video game movie? Sure, Super Mario Brothers. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was good. I didn't care for it. No, that's a bummer. The one, the Super Mario with uh, Bob. Bob Hoskins and, and John Leguizamo and Anthony Hopkins, right? Was yeah. he in there too? Yeah, he was a, a pretty good movie. Kupa. Okay, so I'm hearing a basically an all-around no to that question. Then. Well, in your opinion, <laughs> all right, I, I, I liked Mortal Kombat. Kombat. The first Resident Evil was all right. Tank Girl, or no, that wasn't a video. That was, that was a, a comic book. That was a terrible movie. movie. Yeah, it was a bad movie. Yeah, Lara oh, Croft, oh, Tomb Raider. I never saw those, but I was talking that. Okay. I agree. All right. Uh, I I how do you pronounce this first name? Jomé. 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 Call it Sarah. The director of uh, Unknown will direct a live action version of Akira. Okay. How how are they ever going to do a live action version of the, of the well. monster at the end, where it's like a whole city consuming blob monster? Two letters for you. C G. I guess if they can do. Uh, 
Cloverfield. That's pretty very similar yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, Akira is is really one of the only anime films that I know, and the imagery is bizarre and surreal. And if they can pull that off in a live action film, I, I think it'd be worth seeing. Let's watch the original. Yeah. I, <laughs> Okay, I mean, being somewhat anti-remake, I'm with you there. That's like pretty much the only anime movie I've ever it's seen. It's going to be kind of like the live action of Garfield, right? Kind of same yeah, they got Bill the Murray in it. Bill Murray? <laughs> Who was the, uh, the dad, or the owner of Garfield? Was it Jason Lee? Was he? Oh, he's no, Chipmunks. No, no, it's Chipmunks. It Chipmunks. <laughs> so will they still set Akira in Japan? I, I doubt it. <laughs> I actually watched the Chipmunks movie the other night. Well, Sorry. Were you with children or trying to lure children? I was with children. <laughs> yeah. I do both. <laughs> Just having to look at you can see out from through the window of the van. But and then I'm sitting with the... You have to set Akira in Japan, <laughs> otherwise so it's not about, about like, like, the, the Japanese, Japanese obsession with the kids us blowing them up. <laughs> you want to pet the kid? conversation's going <laughs> But that's what Akira is all about. That's what a lot of anime and Japanese art since... World War II has been about is that we blew them up. You have to huh? set it in Japan. Akira, they we blew, blew themselves up. Well, right, but it all stems just from that. Just uh, to prevent the invasion, man. We <laughs> saved lives. Huh? They made Godzilla lives. in New York. I don't see why they can't make Akira. Just built and, and look camp. how well that worked. That was an excellent Not even Matthew Broderick could save that film. Matthew Broderick can't save much. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. He was so. He was good Ferris Bueller. He looks kind of good in that Tower Heist preview. I've been seeing in a lot of movies. He doesn't look like he's in it very much. Uh, he looks kind of funny though. Yeah, that movie just looks pretty good. So. Uh, Spike Lee is directing the remake of the Korean film Old Boy. Ooh, that is my favorite Korean film. Huh? Is it North Korean? It's South Korean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Old Boy on a Train. That, the North Korean version. Old Boy, the uh, the biography. Kim Jong Il. Kim Jong Il. He has to be a little bit of the universe. I'm so lonely. <laughs> He's an old boy, right? Yeah. Either of you guys see it? Nope. Old boy's a good movie, but there are parts of it that really creep me out and made me yeah. a little uncomfortable. Do you mind, like, what is it about? It's a horror movie? Uh, it's a, a comedy? What is it? It's kind of a horror movie. It's yeah, about a. Yeah, I'd say it's a horror movie, but uh, a guy gets uh, kidnapped and uh, locked in a room for 15 years. Oh, it's dry. And no reason. is. He doesn't know why he's locked in a room, and they feed him, but he can't get out. And he has a TV, and that's it. And then, fifteen years later, they let him out, and then he goes uh, looking for revenge to try to figure out who uh, who locked him in the room. Did, did they? Did he find out, or was it like he I'm finds never, out? I'm never going to watch this. Is there a reason they put him in this room, or is it just a MacGuffin? This is just uh, something to make <laughs> well, like the, the entire point of the movie is. Uh, because maybe I'll tell you after the podcast so I don't ruin the movie for... When was Old Boy made? There are people listening. Uh, like four or five years ago. Oh, so it's... Okay. I'll, I'll give you the stats. It's longer than that. Not much longer. Then uh, Jack Black, Nicolas Cage, and Steve Carell have been cast in Charlie Kaufman's Frank or Francis. It's about a film director who gets into a war of words with an online blogger who trashes his cinematic abilities. I, any, any movies are this topical mm-hmm. to like... When they use like Twitter, is not going to mean anything in about two years. Huh? <laughs> To be honest, it's a blog. We're gonna be on something new. It's a blog spot. Yeah, isn't Chad <laughs> has a blog? You've just, you've just he didn't say my blog. It's my Drupal page. He, said, he yeah. said your blog will be obsolete in two years, basically. No, he said the movie will be obsolete. I think blogs are obsolete now. I said Twitter actually. No, Chad, Chad's is cutting edge. Well, certainly. Mm-hmm. 
when I, I update Bill. We'll be in HTML6 by that point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I, read, I read Chad's blog. I read James's blog. Do you have a blog? Not really, no. Yeah. I'm going to start one. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. <laughs> All right, well, this, this film's a problem for me because uh, after watching Rubber, which I know we're going to talk about later, I, I, I was planning on launching a very anti-meta um, movement online, and this this doesn't work for me. It's Charlie Kaufman, whom I love, but it's another meta film, which we're establishing I hate. Yeah. Filmmakers sometimes get a bit of an ego about their, uh, their, well, own, their own abilities. Yeah. I'll, I'll save my rant for when we talk yeah. about it. Or, or their, like, own, their uh, own interest. Adaptation? Loved Adaptation, which will be included Love in my rant about cage. Rubber. Okay. Uh, we're straight on to the next one. All right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That. Arnold Schwarzenegger will star in The Last Stand. He'll play a small border town sheriff who must prevent a drug kingpin and his henchmen from crossing the border into Mexico. See, I have to take, I have to take offense. I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger is small. Small border town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I bet they'll represent the Mexicans very accurately in this movie. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, is this modern day? Yeah, modern day. It'd be El Tocador. Because, I mean, not a lot of border town sheriffs sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's he's going to kick some ass. If they put him up on a machine gun, like Rambo, they just lift that scene from... Well, they, they, they made, uh, what's his name, Charlton Heston, a Mexican. Yeah, and that worked. Well, yeah, but you, you can... like that movie. But you can... Charles Bronson is somewhere out there needing a job. <laughs> you you can Still paint <laughs> Charlton Heston, but you can't fix Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, you can paint voice. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's yeah. what Maria Schreiber did every night. She loves black men. <laughs> I have no idea what that has to do with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that made no sense at all. All right. Uh, Javier Bardem and uh, Ray Fiennes have been cast in the next 007 movie. Excellent. And also, Naomi Harris has been cast as Miss Money Penny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the other lady died, right? Javier Bardem is going to be 007? <laughs> no, he, he's probably going to be a villain. Oh. Ralph Fiennes. It doesn't, it doesn't really say it here. I was do we know it's Daniel Craig or is Ralph, is, or is Rafe, excuse me, I'll go as Ralph. Rafe, is he going to be 007? No, it's going to be Daniel it's Craig. It's Daniel Craig, okay. Is this, I think he's not gay. gay. He's not gay. He's not gay. The not gay Daniel Craig. Everybody thought he was gay. And then, uh, then Tom Cruise has been cast as Jack Reacher in the adaptation of the of One Shot by Lee Child. Oh, you read those? I've read some of the Lee Childs. Yeah, Reacher is it's kind of there's a bunch of Reacher novels. Yeah, Reacher Round. It's, yeah, it's Reacher Round. Yes. Time. Well, it's kind of sucks that Tom Cruise is getting that. Yeah, from what I read, he needs a job. He uh, doesn't look at all like uh, you'd picture from reading the book. So he looked like Vampire Lestat, though, pretty active. I like Tom Cruise as an actor. I know that's horribly unpopular. I think as a person, he's a shithead. But as an actor, I think in the right role, he's good. Do you, know, you like Valkyrie? Um, movies where he sweats a lot. I thought Val- Valkyrie was kind of so-so. That wasn't but, good at all. Really? No, that was a bad yeah. movie. Oh, I thought it was I, okay. I like Brian Singer, but that, that movie was not good. Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise wasn't good in it. Well, I'm not, going to, I'm not going to defend the film, because I just thought it was okay, but... It was better than uh, Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> I didn't like that one. Yeah, that one actually, I watched it on a plane and I didn't finish it. I got bored and I turned it off. Mm-hmm. Did you? You saw that, right? Yeah. Um, 
it didn't work for me. I can see what people like about it, and there are scenes in it that I liked, but overall, as a film, just didn't work. It was, it was poor. All right, Emma Watson has been cast as the beauty in Guillermo del Toro's Beauty and the Beast. That's, yeah. uh, that's Hermione, right? Yeah, but I don't yeah. want to see. That. I don't want to see another Beauty and the Beast. The movies are terrible. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. Seems like it's been well explored yeah, never, by the never, Disney movies. Unless they actually show the lion on top of Emma Watson. Really they they, they want to make those. Friends. I want to see a lion humping Emma oh. Watson. I have to go to see that movie. <laughs> well, didn't did you see Beastly? No, that was fantastic. Such a good movie. Not that I, I'm not into <laughs> bestiality, but if to make a Beauty and the Beast movie, I'd just chiseled abs lion. and huge pecs and a couple of scars on his face. He was yeah. Who was it? Huh? I didn't see it, but Dolph Lundgren would be no, good. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. It was the I Am Number 4 guy. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, See, I want to bring John Candy back from the dead. Have him be the beast. So, what is <laughs> what is Del Toro doing on this film? He He's producing and might be directing. Okay. Because his name gets thrown on a lot now. Yeah. Uh, from one good movie. Yeah. I, we, we sell pizza with it. Yeah. Guillermo yeah. Del Toro's medium Chicken. cheese pizza. <laughs> And then, uh, I don't know, they, they've had, like, a blurb, like, every single episode about the uh, Dark Tower series. Like, we've talked about it quite a bit. NBC Universal has pulled the plug on the Dark Tower movie and TV series. So, like, so, Black Porn? No, it's the Stephen King. Stephen King. Oh, okay. I read the first book. I didn't get through much of it. I've never heard of him. We've talked about it on the podcast, like... I know, I don't pay attention <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> yeah. You haven't started doodling yet, I'll give you that. <laughs> You wonder why I'm going to ruin your pen. You wonder why you got called last. Because <laughs> you, you're a, cut, you're cut a slacker, you son of a bitch. your watch. Fourth. I just, I hope I have the uh, emotional fortitude to take it when it's my night to get ripped on. I can only assume it's coming. You can't take turns a little bit. Well, when Tom put, well, what movie was it on your saddest movies again? Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> Now we know why we lost every episode before episode yeah. 25. I stand by that. I thought Labyrinth was the same movie. It was like number nine. They uh, may have beat Old Yeller. Old Yeller was pretty sad. It was sad. That was the one that I cried in school. Well, no, that was where the Red Fern grows, so I cried in school. Red Fern, that got me in school, too. Yeah, me and Mike Eshel. Karate Kid made me cry in school, though. I don't know how. The remake? Yeah, it made me cry, too. No, the first one. Oh, yeah, they're a bunch of pussies. <laughs> Man, uh, Man of Steel has been pushed back to summer of 2013. It was supposed to come out uh, Christmas 2012. This is this the sequel to Real Steel? That is a sequel led <laughs> to Steel Superman Dawn. reboot. Oh, okay. Yeah, hasn't this movie been slated to release every year for like the past four years? Well, they're filming it right now. Just... Well, right. No, I know, but... Charles Bronson. They keep... Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've been hearing about the Superman reboot Superman since... Fans. A long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> I thought you were about to vomit. I thought you had any vomit in your mouth, and you just a little no, bit. No, a little pretty close. <laughs> I, went, I went to Leo's today. Leo's Chinese food. Have you ever been there? It's in no. East St. Paul. This is an open advertisement. You should go there. Yeah. Yeah, um, everyone at home, go check that out. Makes me vomit and completely ignore my French comic. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to look up the Man of Steel thing. What? See who's in it. Uh, Superman. 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 <laughs> And villains. All right, snakes on a plane versus rubber. What's your pick? I went with snakes on a plane just because I only watched about half of the rubber. Hell is this? Sorry, Jesus. I make notes. 
Um, you look like a crazy person. <laughs> I just imagine all these post-it notes and like these dental floss coming out of it. Nose clipping. It just has the wall like in the movie. See? The earthquakes! <laughs> he has the wall up in his room and yeah. putting the post-it notes up. It all fits. It all fits. It's all connected. He's got the strings attaching. Like uh, You wouldn't think these two are connected, but they are. So here in my room, they are. Hey, it's a, it's a producer thing, you know. I mean... I guess I just approach this the same way I would approach putting someone out on TV. I, so this is what you, you have do? to have cue cards. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, well, I don't. Obviously, I didn't turn them into cue cards, but yeah, I want to be prepared. I, you know, I need little reminders of what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm, 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 let's go down the rabbit hole, guys. All right. Snakes versus snakes in the plane versus rubber. Should we just do the vote quick? We'll yeah. Do, do you want to know which one won on the website? We had seven votes this time. No kidding. Which one won? Five to two to rubber. Really? Rubber takes it. Yeah. Wow. I want snakes on a plane. I want snakes on a plane. I want snakes on a plane. I want rubber. Really? Hmm. Did you really? So five, five, five to two. I went for five. snakes on the plane for one line. Wubba. Huh? No. Did these motherfuckers snakes, snakes on this motherfucking, motherfucking plane. plane. And, and then the solution movie. to it was to shoot, the, decompress the plane. Decompress the plane. What will like, kill the snakes and every human being? <laughs> 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 you know, what's, what's funny is that... Um, that line was actually written by the fans. They did a reshoot. Like a website, right? Yeah. They submit lines. And uh, um, whatever the production company was, can't remember. Um, well, it's obvious that the filmmakers had no talent whatsoever. Yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> not going to debate you on that point. Um, but yeah, they had a week of reshooting based on, uh, I guess, potential fan input. Because the movie wasn't out yet. The it's people kind of were... Kind of before the Old Spice commercials. So yeah. Like the first of the... All right, so halfway through this podcast, why, why do you this. like uh, why do you like rubber more than snakes on a plane? Well, when I, I had a hard time finishing snakes on a plane, I'd seen it once before, which I think hurt it. But it was a B movie, knowing it was a B movie, and it just didn't have that magic. It had too much of a budget. The snakes looked real. Samuel <laughs> Jackson was a little too good of actor for it to be a B movie. <laughs> yeah, and actually, they they had real snakes. They had a lot of real snakes. Um, in fact, they were planning on showing even more real snakes, but. They couldn't get the snakes to move enough, and you know. Oh, because without the seats, they'd be, be moving really slowly. Like, oh, these so terrifying. Right, so right. Um, so they had to go with CG snakes for a lot of mm-hmm. it because real snakes are boring. They're not um, blooded unless they, there's a lot of pheromones. Yeah, if there's plane. pheromones, they'll rip yeah. your head off. But apparently, between takes, no. the uh, pheromones wore off, and the snakes just laid there. <laughs> and uh, you know, they 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 go after private parts like immediately. Yeah, yeah so they like uh, face, neck, eyes, and crotch. Yeah, yeah they, kind of they, they love cock, yeah. is basically what we learned. And that one, like, swallowed, like, half of it, and then he couldn't get it off. <laughs> it's too big! Um, and, I, and a lot of those scenes where the snake is, like, grabs onto his penis, stuff like that, was part of the 2006 reshoot. Um, originally, the film had a PG-13 rating. Yeah. It was the stuff they reshot that pushed it to an R. R. Hmm. I did not know that. Oh, I'm a fountain of useless information. <laughs> but I just enjoy if I, I ignored the whole part about the fourth wall with the spectators of the movie, if I just enjoyed the actual, the tire exploring its environment, learning to, it likes to kill. Yeah. And then the weird shit when it gets a hotel room and takes a shower and is watching women work out, like workout videos, I was greatly entertained by that. Yeah. That's what what ruined the movie was the, uh, the, yeah, the, the spectators. spectators. Yeah, the the whole meta aspect of the film, breaking the fourth wall, blah, blah, blah. The movie was advertised to me 
as a rubber tire that rolls around killing people. And that's what I wanted. And they didn't deliver that. So I'd say, I'd, if you went minute per minute, I enjoyed more minutes per average of rubber than I did Snakes on a Plane. Got it. Without a question. I hated them both, but I... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of tough to choose when both movies are terrible. But if I have to, it's Snakes on a Plane. Ten. Have you been... I, I already convinced? said... I, I, yeah, no, I mean, the votes are in. Us. No. So rubber still wins, though, because of the votes on the website, right? I think it's kind of a separate... Yeah. That's totally... Well, uh, you know... I think uh, people can, consensus is it would be, it'd be eight better. to five then with rubber right. if you include. Um, I think we. I think you'd have. Excuse me. Uh, you would. We have, have to, to acknowledge include. anybody yeah. that listens and actually takes the time to participate. Don't pander to the audience, Jerry. I've <laughs> <laughs> learned that. Um, the uh, Quentin Dupiel. They're, they're not real people. Dupiel. They're, they're droids. They, they respect power. <laughs> authority. Anyway, the French guy who directed Rubber. Apparently, this meta thing is his fetish because uh, his earlier films. Um, you know, one of his earlier films specifically, which I can't remember the he name. Made, like of those right little, now. like little colored tags, yeah. you know. So you can um, I believe, I believe that uh, he did Steak, and then he also did something with movie in the title. But it was uh, a guy wakes up. He's an, he discovers he's an actor in a horror movie, but he doesn't know anything about the film. And then the entire cast and crew is somehow killed. But he tries to continue making the movie by himself. Or something like that. So apparently that's this guy's kick. Um, and that's fine, the breaking the fourth wall, self-referential meta thing. But I've seen it done better in so many instances. Um, you, you know, right. Right. What, we, What's we, the best? We have some examples. Um, yeah, it's just scribbling notes. Probably my favorite is The Player. Tim is that Robbins? The, Tim Robbins? Yeah. I never made it through that. Oh, I, I love that I movie. Not um, the Producers... I don't, I, I don't like the producers. Like the the original one with Gene Wilder and Zero Busto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't enjoy that. Monty Python. I did does think this the stuff uh, constantly. Yeah. Um, the uh, I agree with your Mel Brooks though. He does often do that. Yeah, enjoy it. Uh, Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs, yeah. Airplane. Springtime for Hitler yeah. was funny. Springtime for Hitler. Is I awesome. think Spaceballs did it the best, where they got into the merchandise. Spaceballs I thought that was funny because it really encompassed the fourth wall. Of what a movie is! It's merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was. Really what about like uh, uh, Tropic Thunder? Well, Tropic Thunder is another example of it, which actually I liked better than Rubber. Um, some of the problem with Rubber is the uh, kind of in-your-face hipness of it. You almost feel like, oh, I, I have to like this movie because it's so obviously. Cooler than I am. Exactly. Um, I I just accepted that and didn't like it because of it. I didn't feel like I I measured up. And then, and then a lot of the, um, I guess you could call them metaphors if you wanted to, were so on the nose. I mean, he feeds the audience a poison turkey. You mentioned what what is that a metaphor for? I'm showing my ignorance for the for the film itself. Uh, You know, a turkey is you know a term for a shitty a shitty movie. Oh, and it kills So them. he feeds the audience a turkey, and they die, but the one guy doesn't eat the turkey, and he lives, okay, and blah, 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 blah. And then at the end, when all of the tires 
obviously being symbol for the nothingness of this guy's philosophy, um, is rolling in on Hollywood as if it's going to take it over. No, it's not. Hollywood's going to be fine. Um, the tricycle. <laughs> tricycle. That, that tricycle. So story. this guy was the director of trying to say he's going to take over Hollywood? That's That seems to not be the message, is that, you know, <laughs> hey, our B-grade schlock is so much better than what Hollywood is doing. Not better than what sci-fi is doing. No, their high scream of the banshee will disagree with you because they're they respond on the nose with Lauren Hall <laughs> scream of the banshee. What was the uh, production company that uh, does all the Asylum Entertainment? Oh Jesus! There's a frog on the window. Neat. Well, they do it all the time. You get one of the cats; they go nuts. <laughs> they, um, they want to eat its face and stomach. I I would have loved to see the movie that was advertised. I wanted to see a tire going around killing people, and I didn't want the tire to have psychic powers. I wanted it to, like, you know, bounce off a wall and take Strangle. someone's head off or something. Uh, I kind of like the telekinesis makes people heads explode. Did you? Mm-hmm. It looked, I think it was it was cool a few times. That we might have had more of a variety because right, you know, it got going to kill a band. You're like, okay. Yeah, bro. It got very repetitive. Head explodes. I do agree. The best parts were the was the tire watching TV, the tire (laughs) in the shower. Um, That just killed me. I thought that was pretty funny. But but then the, but then the second I'm enjoying one of those. Clearly, they'd been in the bed sleeping. I need to get Thomas uh, put the tire in the shower. Yeah, man. Uh, but then the second I start to the second I start to enjoy a scene like that. They have to cut away to the mock audience. Like, oh, this is the first time I've emotionally related to a That's tire. That's why you play. Blow me. Play ninja and, fishing for a couple minutes, and then <laughs> we're back to the tire. Yeah, the, whoever made the movie thinks quite a bit of themselves. Yeah. Um, that's what annoyed me. And this meta film thing, it's becoming more and more prevalent. Tons of movies now are about movies. And I, I understand you're a filmmaker. You care a lot about film. So it's very tempting to go there. And I'm just begging you, all of you out there, don't. What about a porno movie about making porno movies? Um, they do that oh, a lot, don't they? Wasn't that uh, like basketball or basketball? Or basketball? He's, ball, he's got game. No, they they have a Juanaman. Yes. Uh, oh, Juanaman! A triple X parody of Star Wars is coming out like really? next month. Yeah, no kidding. And it, they use uh, they must have got permission from uh, Lucasfilm because they use like Star Wars in the title and all the character names and stuff. You honestly think George Lucas wouldn't approve of this? He was all I, over I'm it. Sure. He was probably in it. I, I hope not. <laughs> he needs uh, money to, to build his uh, spaceship. Suck on my neck fat. I I just <laughs> well, his neck fat makes the same noise as the tire does. With the kids, so <laughs> <laughs> George Lucas is running again. I'm a big fan of the Triple X Star Wars idea. I just hope he didn't write the dialogue. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing you again brings warm feelings to my heart. He's so on the cock now. All right. Uh, August releases. Who wants to do first five? Um. I, well, I watch. I just watched all these intros today. Yeah, I watched them yesterday, so I, I can do. Uh, Somebody do five. the first four. You guys split them up however you want. All right, it doesn't matter. Number ten, The Help, starring Emma Stone, Jackson, Mississippi, nineteen sixty-two. Aspiring writer Eugene, Eugenia Skeeter Phelan returns home after college, where unexpected friendships with African American maids Abilene Clark and Minnie Jackson result in a book that gives a previously unheard voice to a community suffering. August 10th. 
So I actually, I, I'm probably the only man on earth who's read this book. It looked, hey, the movie looks kind of good. I'll, the book's pretty good. I'll probably see it. So does this fall into that category that you were talking about last podcast of uh, a white person helping black people? Yeah. Okay. Saving the world in the push-up bra? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, number nine, we have Amigo, directed by John Sales. Set during the Philippine-American War at the turn of the 1900s, a village mayor works to keep the peace as advancing U.S. troops led by Colonel Hardacre. That's a bad last Look name. Look to garrison his settlement, August 19th. I couldn't take this one seriously because it's the head guy from Raising Hope. Yeah. Just couldn't do it. Just, I just <laughs> see him. The, clean, the pool cleaner guy. Clean pulled out his shirt on. I can't take this movie seriously. I'm sorry. I haven't seen it, I, but as you know, I love John Sales, and I think Chris Cooper looks pretty badass in this, so... I, I'd have to see it. I, I would. I would watch it. The, the preview didn't deter me. I like John Sayles though because of Eight Men Out. Great and, film. And Matewan, or how do you say it? Ah, uh, Matewan. No. Matewan. Yeah. I believe that's how you say it. Have you seen it? Shit. Maybe I've been saying it wrong. Is it Matewan? I don't know. Matewan. I have no idea. That's it. I think it's Matewan. Matewan. Yeah, go for it. Whatever you gotta say. Go for it. <laughs> Number eight. Don't be afraid of the dark. Starring Katie Holmes and Guy Pearce. This, this one, I couldn't take seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little black thing. Uh-huh. The, the one scene, though, where she's like looking under the covers at her feet and like, goes right at your face. I thought that was when she's crawling through the covers and she keeps going, I just made me think of train spotting when he like right. rolls over. I was expecting Robert Carlyle to yeah, like, pop up. Where's Big B? <laughs> a young girl is sent to live with her father and his new girlfriend discovers creatures in her new, new home who want to claim her as one of their own. August 26th. And the, the previews is hilarious with all the whispering. Yeah, it looks... It's really annoying after a while. Just In a way, this struck me as pitch black. It's just like in the living room. They're hiding in the walls. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So long as you stay in the light, you're fine. Yeah. So. Just just go watch Pitch Black because that's an awesome movie. Pitch Black is an awesome movie, and it's not set in a living room, so that's they're making another sequel, Pitch Black. Yeah, rated R too. So. Nice. But I didn't I didn't think Chronicles of Riddick was that great. Yeah, was well, no, they kind of went more into the fiction of the world, and yeah. wasn't very good. It's like no, him just on a prison planet with crazy animals. That's all you need. Yep, that's <laughs> getting your shine job on. Yeah, keep it simple, stupid is I think the rule. You know, if that's not a name for the future blowjob. I don't know what it is. <laughs> all right, number seven, we have Fright Night, starring Anton Yelchin, Colin Farrell, and David Tennant. Oh, like most movies, I've seen that. Oh wait, it's just another remake. Teenager Charlie Brewster. Yeah, the original had uh, Chris Sarandon in it as the vampire. Wow, it was far better looking than Colin Farrell. I thought this looked kind of good when I was watching the preview. I'll be honest with you. It probably will be pretty good. Well, the original was cheesy fun. I'll put it that way. Yeah, nowhere near the star power that this one has. Teenager Charlie Brewster guesses that his new neighbor Jerry Dandridge is a vampire responsible for a string of recent deaths. When no one he knows believes him, he enlists Peter Vincent, the opportunistic host of his favorite TV show, to help him take down Jerry and his guardian, August 19th. You're a vampire. You're a vampire. And they make fun of my name in this movie, so... Quite a bit, so that you're really going to I like won't it. be going to see, to see this one. Oh, it's because of his name, Jerry? Well, they make fun it's of it. It's not very scary. It's, it's a pussy vampire name. It sounds queer. Thank you. All right, who's doing six through four? Terry, Terry, go for it. Oh, I'm not doing Rassies for once. Okay. Uh, um, that's mine. Chad, I got it. it. Oh, um, although yeah. number six should be on the Razzies. No, um, no, this is gonna be awesome. No, that's the guy from. Uh, Game I don't know. Of Thrones, it looks really it? bad. Yeah, it's, uh, isn't that it looks, Calderago? Calderago? Yeah, from Game of Thrones. It looks terrible. Yeah. He, he rips people up doggy style. 
Yeah, he does. Doggy style. In Game, of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, he, okay. <laughs> Jerry looks really pumped about yeah. this. Man, yeah. he gives it right up. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. He is a powerful thruster. Um, Conan the Barbarian. Muscle-bound warrior Conan the Sim- Sumerian. Sumerian. I thought he was the Barbarian. Now he's the Sumerian. Conan the C- Cinnamon. Okay. Conan the Cinnamon seeks to avenge the murder of his father and the slaughter of his village. I just think the, that actor just seems terrible for this movie. Jason Momoa? Yeah, he just cannot deliver a line without looking like a he was really good wrestler. In, yeah. He was really good in uh, Game of Thrones. He's, but he doesn't really talk. No, he speaks in a, a fictional language. Yeah. Yeah. He's no Arnold Schwarzenegger. I would, I would have preferred, like, The Rock or something in this. Like a slightly tanned Conan. <laughs> Conan. The Rock would be in, like, 40 movies a year, though. <laughs> That's he, okay with me. He that could be. Okay he could me. be. <laughs> Tooth Fairy 3 and Conan the Barbarian. You can do those two in a year. Um, from the preview, as far as I can tell, this is a cartoon. I mean, it's, it's like 90% CG. Well, the preview is only like 30 seconds long. The one I watched, it was... There's pre- two previews the out there. There's the kind of teaser, and then there's the one that actually shows you some of the great oh. computer animation that is this movie. I, I watched the short one because it, the, you couldn't really tell anything in the one I watched. It was cool. They seemed to imply that Red Sonja is going to be in this, though, from what I got out of the trailer. She's like the main female protagonist in the comic series. She's had her own movies. All right, but let's move on to a film that actually does look badass. Uh, Colombiana, starring Zoe Saldana. 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 Do you put an I in there? Just say Ahuru. Uh, Ahuru. Okay. It's an Enya. Catalea Restrepo? Restrepo? Restrepo. (laughs) Restrepo. Restrapon, who was raised in the U.S. by her uncle to be a top-tier assassin, looks to settle with the Colombian drug lord who executed her parents when she was 10 years old. What was the movie that just came out where she was Anna. on? Thank you. Yeah. Zoe Saldana does show some of the goods she never really has that I've seen before. She uh, she shows some of the uh, the butt and stuff. For this mm-hmm. one. I found it interesting that um, the writer, Luke Besson, gets higher billing than the director and the star. <laughs> that's that's fine. He's awesome. He sure. is awesome, but that, I think this is the first that's time. That's not often you see that, though. I thought yeah. he was the director. Nah. Uh, well, he's a producer. I mean, yeah. it's his film company that made it, so... Uh, right. I, just, I mean, you put director. his name on it, you kind of know what you're going to get. Right. Which um, usually means I'm going to like that movie. Yeah. You know, I didn't put who actually directed it into my notes. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Perot? Oh, wait. No, I did. Uh, oh, great name for a director. Olivier Megaton. Um, Megaton. He's <laughs> done other stuff. Yeah. He used to be a graffiti artist. Um, I did make a note that he directed Transporter 3. Um, I'm glad that being graffiti artist gives you some street cred. You know, that's interesting, though. The other writer on this, uh, Mark Kamen, wrote everything from Taps to Gladiator, The Karate Kid, Taken. Uh, so, I, I think the I think the film shows great promise. Oh, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good from the trailer. I mean, she looks like she just destroys people in this movie. And that's what you, that's what you watch these for. Yeah. She's just playing the Liam Neeson character. Just like Taken. I mean, that's why you watch Taken, because it was fun to watch him just... Annihilate people <laughs> with just pure anger. It's the professional, but she's a girl. There has to be some sort of scene like when he electrocutes the guy. He's, he's like shocking him in the basement. And oh, yeah. Him, and he just throws, in, just throws on the switch and walks out. <laughs> um, see, number four? Or, no, wait, do I get yeah, someone yeah, else? Yeah, no, oh, okay. yeah, uh, the Change Up, starring <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Jason Bateman. After a night of drinking, Family Guy Mitch magically witch- switches bodies. 
Uh, let me start this over. I think I read this sentence wrong. No, nope, you get your own. Oh, after Switch a night of drinking, Family Guy Mitch magically switches with bodies. Before his. Yeah. With his long-term friend. With his long-term friend, Dave, a single, responsibility-free hedonist. Oh, sounds like my kind of guy. As the guys experience the realities of each other's lives, they work on a way to get their old ones back. I greatly enjoyed it. Vice versa. Me and Tom already said it, and so did Holly. Too. Greatly enjoyed this movie. Was it good? They did a fairly impressive job of acting as each other's personas after the switch. Okay. And seeing Jason Bateman, I guess Ryan Reynolds pretend to be Jason Bateman and Reynolds body having to do a, a porn scene. A, a, a light porno scene was pretty funny. A Lorno. A Lorno. <laughs> this is atrocious, hideous old lady with all this plastic surgery and all of a sudden he's fine and there's all of a sudden the, the second dude comes in and is like, like touching his neck he's like what the kiss hell? him kiss him <laughs> the director was pretty funny put like, thumb up her butt put thumb in her butt put, <laughs> thing, put thumb in pink starfish <laughs> that's a great line I think um, can, speaking of hideous read the next one or that's time yeah, actually time. yeah oh. moving on I, I thought this looked kind of funny uh, oh it, but, it looks like it might be funny for about three seconds then they decide to get Find the beauty in oh, where he right. finds the love of life and everything. Well, actually, getting back to the changeup though, since you guys did actually see it, Ryan Reynolds, he's hit or miss to me. He, oh, I love him pretty much damn near everything he does. Really? I think he's okay. great. What, go see the Green Lantern. Though. I didn't see so. the Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> I may tarnish it, but so far, I think most of what he does is gold. But Jason Bateman, that's how I feel about Jason Bateman. I think Jason Bateman's awesome. Pretty much, he did Van Wilder. Be hard to talk to Tarzan. What about Did that? you see uh, what was the Will Smith movie with Jason Bateman in it, where he plays a superhero, Hancock? Hancock. Yeah. I, I didn't love right, Hancock. Hancock. Yeah. I didn't love Hancock, but I thought Jason Bateman was fine in the role. It, it was in Juno, wasn't. though. It was a lot of points for me in Juno. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but he, he, he was being charitable. He thought uh, I was, I'm going to do this little independent film and turn you know. Jerry's stomach for the rest of his life. But he did such a job. <laughs> He did something though. Was also he is in a ton of movies. Jesus, Jerry, LOL. Ever since uh, Dodgeball, the Dodgeball really got him going. I think. Okay. Don't you think? Wasn't he wasn't in Dodgeball. He wasn't in Dodgeball. What are you talking about? Jason Bateman. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He was the commentator for the ESPN the Ocho. He was the Ocho. Oh, he was okay. the guy. You're right. I think that's as far as my memory oh, goes. That's God. winning. Right. Wow. Right, right the peak. Jerry pwned you guys. He was right. right I, sorry, I, think, I'll, I'll the, I think it was Arrested Development that uh, restarted. I, was, I, was trying, I thought you were trying to think of Frank Azaria as playing. No, I, I think it was Dodgeball. Catches a hula hand, the young huh? version. Yeah, so I always... It might have been first, but what relaunched his career was yeah. Arrested Development. roughness. I always forget that he was a child actor. Oh, I, 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 I totally disconnected his young acting career with Did he do that before the Hogan family? I have no clue. Hmm. He was on, wait, yeah, he was on Little House on the Prairie. Was it? Mm-hmm. Good show. Number three. <laughs> Our idiot brother, starring Paul Rudd. A pot bus sends nice guy Ned to jail, and though he's released early on good behavior, he was the model inmate four months in a row. He returns <laughs> home to discover that his girlfriend has left and taken his dog with her. Homeless and unemployed, he divides his time by couch surfing at the homes of his three sisters and causing chaos in each of their lives. I know the way that the cop traps him would be at least what yeah. it should be a trip is pretty funny. Oh, it's been a bad week. All, All right, there you go. There you go. <laughs> they have like the whole scene, like you watch the clip and it's like Here, here, just take it. Nah, I, I wanna give you money for this. No. Just take it. <laughs> Good. Having a rough time, I understand. There you go. <laughs> no, no, I insist. Oh yes. Alright. <laughs> You're under arrest. <laughs> 
I don't know. You kind of, for that, you do kind of pull for him. You're just like, you want this guy to succeed. This could either be really good or really, really bad. The next one? No, no. Oh, our idiot brother. brother. Um, I'm kind of surprised that you're interested in it, uh, considering your distaste of uh, pot humor. Yeah, I guess that's why I couldn't tell if there was much after the initial scene. I'm not okay. sure. From the trailer, I can't say for sure. You like Pineapple Express, though, right? Love Pineapple Express. That was great. But that was an that was a, a hardcore action movie parading with pot humor surrounding it. <laughs> the number of people that get killed, shot, and maimed in that movie is surprising. <laughs> and Danny McBride just constantly being near death for the entire end of the movie, when he actually seems to die at the end when they're in the booth. Oh. I'm like the loser that falls asleep at the party. <laughs> <laughs> number two, uh, 30 minutes or less. Starring Jesse Eisenberg, Danny McBride, Nick Swartzen, and Aziz Ansari. Two fledgling criminals kidnap pizza delivery guy Nick, played by Jesse Eisenberg, strap a bomb to his chest and inform him that he has mere hours to rob a bank, which was nine hours, I believe. As the clock ticks, Nick, with the help of his ex-best friend Chet, played by Aziz, deal with the police, hired assassins, flamethrowers, and their own tumultuous relationship. It looks pretty good. It's got Nick Swartzen, I'm I'm in. Yeah, I was... was Busting it got just off the preview, um, and uh, the director's previous movie was uh, Zombieland. When right, oh, yeah, so director of Zombieland, right? Yep, yeah, which was good, but it wasn't as good as Shaun of the Dead. No, it wasn't as good as Shaun of the Dead. No, not much. It was pretty good. Shaun of the Dead. Pretty good. Bill Murray cameo in Zombieland. Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, no, I, if, <laughs> yeah. if, Shaun, if Shaun of the Dead didn't exist, I would think you know Zombieland was the mm-hmm. best thing since sliced bread. But I. Got that other movie to compare it to. Shonda that was pretty funny. Well, she likes you. <laughs> Rise of the Chat to do this one. I know he saw it. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Starring James Franco in present day San Fran, a scientist looks for a cure for Alzheimer's by experimenting on a chimpanzee named Caesar. The development of animal intelligence brings about a war for supremacy among between humans and apes. See, I think we would win because there's so many more of us. How many apes are left in huh? the world? But they mean, oh, I, I don't want to ruin it. They explain that. But. We have a lot more firepower. We, yeah, Chad, we have weapons. I, I won't say because I had Chad military hardware. Yeah. Go see the movie. It was good. Was it good? Yeah, it was good. It was entertaining. Chad, did you want to do Razzie? I'll do the Razzie Award. Hopeful it's Spy Kids. Let's All play. the time in the world in 40. Glad I watched this trailer. This, the smell thing? I think that's, that's pretty clever, huh? Oh, it is pretty well, clever. Well, I guess we can't be mad. I only, I only experienced this in 2D. Yeah, I didn't true. have 3D or the fourth dimension yeah. of smell. Mm-hmm. I thought it may totally bring in time travel. Not in this movie. It's a scratch. Really? Call. <laughs> it's directed by Robert Rodriguez. And I still regard this as a, just a fascinating series of films from him. Because, you know, the same guy who brought you, you know, El Mariachi, Sin City, you know, just all these, you know, fairly violent, violent films and was part of the Grindhouse duo making kids movies it just getting I don't know. paid he's probably made an ungodly amount of money yeah. oh yeah is, I bet. Uh, a former spy returns to her old profession in order to stop a villain known as the timekeeper and his nefarious plan for world domination helping her fight evil are her two stepchildren who had no idea about her past as well as some veteran spy kids Spy teens, spy, spy teens, spy, spy teens. this is your future though Tom you're going to have a child and have to go to these kind of movies Actually, it doesn't come up as much as you'd think nowadays. Okay. Uh, I used to have to go see these. In fact, I think I saw Spy Kids 3D in the theater. With uh, Sly? Sylvester Stallone was he was, in was that? He, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you what year this was. 
Um, he was in one of some of the earlier ones. Oh, okay, he was okay. Um, as was Cheech Marin. Cheech Marin, good actor. Um, and and a lot of other actors that you'd recognize from other Rodriguez films. Um, it, you know, uh, I will say that uh, what's his name from Community is in this. Um, oh, no, no. Um, spacing the actor's name. Billy Dee Williams. All right, stop tape. <laughs> Let me get my notes. Tape never um, stops, Jerry. <laughs> Joel McHale. Joel McHale. Yeah, he's he plays the father in this. I'd see it just to see Joel McHale in it. All right, you can go see that. Enjoy. <laughs> all four, all four dimensions of that. that do, do, we, do we know what smells are included on the card? To okay, balls. just diarrhea. <laughs> just one big thing of diarrhea. It's all balls. All right, uh, that's it for August releases. Now our retro review of What About Bob. What about Bob came out excellent May 17th, 1991. Domestically it did 63,707,829. Okay. Can I inject a little trivia point at this point? Sure. Saw this with Ryan Air for one of his birthday parties. Really? Went to What About Bob. <laughs> I saw this with my brother Jeff. I don't remember where I saw it the first time. Did you see it? did you see it in the theater? I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. Supposed to take. I was supposed to. Yeah, I mean, now you'd have a blog. You would be able to look back on your age. Yeah, I would have been able to look back. And, right. Unless it was uh, Atlas Shrugged, then they would just delete it from Facebook. <laughs> it'd just be removed mysteriously. I was twelve, and I don't think at the age of twelve, I really got as much out of it as I should have. No, you were more interested in the goldfish. That yeah. was anything else going on. All right, directed by Frank Oz, Woo! written by Tom Schulman, and story by Ellen Sargent and Laura Ziskin. Mm-hmm. Determined to receive treatment, Bob Wiley, a neurotic New Yorker struggling with a host of paralyzing phobias, follows his psychiatrist on vacation in this quirky family comedy. Pompous shrink, Dr. Leo Marvin, tries to get rid of the unwanted patient, but Bob ingratiates himself with Marvin's family. Soon, Marvin's wife and children, charmed by Bob's childlike enthusiasm, start to think Bob is more fun than Marvin. But I'll Shitty son of a bitch. <laughs> Starring Bill Murray as Bob Wiley, Richard Dreyfuss as Dr. Leo Marvin, Julie Hagerty as Faye Marvin, and then Charlie Cosmo as Siggy, and Catherine Irby as Anna. Okay. Marvin. <laughs> it's a phenomenal yeah. movie. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes got 82% positive. And uh, IMDb, 6.8 out of 10. That's I thought, it? Travis. That's awful. Yeah, awful. That, that is very low. low Thanksgiving had like 3.8. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Leonard Melton, three out of four stars. And I give it four and a half out of five stars. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We have another four and a half how, star how? debacle. On what basis does it lose that half I, a star? I hate Siggy. That's about it. Siggy dies, though. He yeah. dies, and he should fucking drown. He, he was kind of the weird sort of dark gothic kid, like, but as an eight-year-old. Yeah. He's a little annoying. I like oh, Richard Dreyfuss and uh, Bill Murray, but really the rest Bill of the supporting cast isn't all that great. Do you need more than that, though? I mean, no movie's going to be perfect. Five star movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess by definition, a five star movie would be. I mean, have we gotten a five star movie out of you? Yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> but on the verses, though. Did we do a Star Wars versus? Oh, we did Star, Star Wars versus Star Trek, Star Trek 2. Yeah, that's right. You guys picked Star Trek 2. Of course. Crap. <laughs> crap, crap. Bigger crap. Um. I don't know. They gave like the when we did like uh, the John Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, whatever we picked for that retro review. I think gave five stars. See, this all started with it was the first podcast, the very called? first podcast. I gave four and a half stars to Coneheads. Clearly a five star movie. And what episode are we on now? Find, 58? find a flaw in Coneheads. Yeah, can't be there. Plufar was broken, which will be <laughs> reborn here shortly in about four months. <laughs> I have Plufar half broken. <laughs> the birth spasm. The birth spasm has begun. 
<laughs> I give it five stars. I don't know how you can go any less than five. Bill Murray on his own makes it five stars. Death therapy. You're okay, so, the, so, so this is kind of interesting to me. Um, had I had to rate this before rewatching it because I haven't seen this film in you know, got what like twenty years. Um, I I would have given it five stars, but I rewatched it again. See, see, and so while, watched it. while I love the movie, I love the lines in it. And it's funny this time around. I actually found Richard Dreyfuss's character funnier than Bill Murray's. Um, older, wiser, um, interested more in uh, you, you know the big obvious funny moments weren't as impressive to me as it was twenty years ago. Whereas now the you know slightly more subtle jokes potatoes and gravy, Terry. <laughs> Um, it's the horse sense of the guy. <laughs> so I actually found Richard Dreyfus to be funnier this time around. But anyway, um, I didn't find that the story um, was terribly compelling. The film was amusing, but in order to get to five stars for me, you would have to have a better story, and it just wasn't. There. I, I thought maybe they could have maybe focused more on the Gutmans. Which ones were the Gutmans? The family that they wanted to buy the wanted to buy the house. She never does that. And, uh, Son of a bitch. And even my favorite Bill Murray lines in it this time around were uh, the smaller lines, like uh, when after Richard Dreyfus loses it um, and they're going to medicate him in his house, um, Bill Murray starts uh, piping in. Well, actually, you know, I would think for this sort of manic episode, you would want to go more with this drug. <laughs> you know, I. That stuff was funnier to me than the I'm sailing, I'm sailing kind of moments. Oh, I'm sailing is not that funny, but they, uh, there are plenty ahoy, of Ahoy, ahoy. Ahoy, <laughs> I sail. But I mean, this film has everything going for it. It's got Frank Oz, um, the writers Alvin Sargent and Laura Ziskin were bo- I mean, the filmography's too long to talk about. I mean, they've written everything. Um, so for the time it was made, this, this was the kind of all-star... Uh, Above the line, people and cast, everything going for it, but I can't go above four stars for it. In public places, he gave it less than me. I shouldn't. I shouldn't get all this shit. (laughs) Five stars. Five stars. I I probably I can watch this movie in my head without even actually turning it on. But you've given like five stars to like half the movies that we've done. I know. So (laughs) Jerry likes movies. I love movies. I wouldn't give five stars to Snakes Don't Play, though. No, I wouldn't give that. I wouldn't give that. I I, I don't think I gave five stars to uh, Thanks Killing. That that is a five star movie. I don't think you even gave it five stars. No, that's clearly a five star movie. For what it is, that movie is. I've always wondered. Perfect specimen of what it's supposed to be. Do you think Frank Oz, when he's directing, like sometimes directs in the voice of Yoda? I would hope so. If everybody's like, I I prefer uh, as Animal. I just... Mm, Look at that scene you did. (laughs) Made quite a bit of movie for or money for when it came out for a company. Oh, this was wildly successful. Yeah, I think I saw it twice. So at least you know, sound to the Bill Murray. (laughs) (laughs) And I again, nothing. I have nothing bad to say about it, but it wasn't a brilliant story. Oh, it's brilliant. So, I mean, your, if, if that's, like, your criteria, though, for five-star movie, would any comedy movie be able to really... Oh, yeah, I think there are five-star comedies. 40, 40-year-old versions, five-star comedies. Raising Arizona. <laughs> I, Raising Arizona would be a five-star film for me. Philadelphia. That One of the funniest funny. films I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> the yogurt joke? Uh, I mean, how can you beat that? Jason Robards gave jokes. <laughs> 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 
we're going straight to hell. I, I just gonna take that one very seriously with Tom Hanks. And I don't know. Just, mm-hmm. I liked Philadelphia. Philadelphia Experiment, though, those were good movies. That was a good movie. See, I thought Philadelphia Experiment was gonna be along the same lines, but just with more experimenting, and it just didn't go that way. Nope, there's experiments. I, I, I they're, they're, they're traveling through time and everything. Else. I tried to, I I tried to watch it with the wife, and she did not like it as much as I did. Philadelphia Experiment. Yeah, love that movie. It's a good movie. She she went to sleep. Oh. Wake her up. I'm going to make her watch any of the cruisers. Yeah, that's when you like fast forward in the movie like an hour and be like, I don't know, it's almost like time travel. <laughs> Actually, every time she falls asleep, rewind it. Pop in the sequel. And, you know, wake her Just up. blow her mind. Yep. We've actually been asleep for three years. <laughs> Yo, don't believe me, it's Pillar of Experiment 2? Here, I'll show you. The credits, Pillar of Experiment 2. It was brand new when we started it. All right. Anybody have anything else to add to what about Bob? I might add another star if you guys don't kick in. Here. <laughs> Good movie. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Top ten. We have uh, some guest lists. So. Hey, did we skip the thing where we recommend a movie? Yeah. Oh shit! Whoops. <laughs> did I? I have. I have some I can do. I have a yeah. little list because I had some for my retro review options. Oh, want, did, yeah. yeah. I completely forgot that. And did we, do we have? Like a versus and stuff lined up for next uh, year. We have a versus, but not a. You picked the retro review, right? Yeah, I have a little list. We can kind of talk about. I have a, a thing of four we can choose from. Okay, nice, optional. Like pick your own adventure. Chad recommend a movie just off the top of your head. I'm gonna say Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. I have uh, no idea what they're directed by Chandler Park. Uh, it was uh, basically like the. It's called the Revenge Trilogy. It's Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance and Old Boy, then Lady Vengeance. Well, this is the, in the Old Same. Boy world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's an excellent movie. Uh, it's about a uh, uh, deaf, kind of kind of stupid guy. He lives with his sister, and his sister needs a... Uh, so, Lawnmower Man. man. So yeah. We got Lawnmower yeah. Man. Needs a uh, <laughs> transplant. <Recommending laughs> movie, but... <laughs> Turn this place into a ranch. <laughs> Could just go with that. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, sister needs a uh, transplant, uh, and he finds can't get her through like a, a hospital, so he goes to like a uh, what under underground, yeah, like, like, a, like a mobster or something. Like people, a, people with black market sell organs. Okay, yeah, but they won't give him one unless he has uh, ten million dollars and. Not, it's not dollars. What was Korean currency? Uh, I think uh, uh, hot dogs, maybe a human skulls. Copies of Starcraft. <laughs> he needs a bunch of money, and he has to give one of his organs. And uh, his solution is uh, he just got fired, and he kidnaps his boss's daughter. And yeah, he uses her for parts. No, he uh, oh. accidentally kills her. So then he moves oh, over yeah. parts. Yeah. And then like the revenge part of it is the Pin boss. Yeah. Oh. So this is a film you recommend it. It's yeah. a good movie. It's okay. really good. It. Yeah. Jerry's seen it. I will recommend Super Fuzz, starring Ernest Borgnine and somebody I've never I can't remember the actor's name. Is this your super super? Super yeah. super. super, can, super can, will people super. even be able to find if it? If people can though? find it, they should watch it. It's Ernest Borgnine and it's about a cop who is Ernest Borgnine's partner, but I don't know the actor. Uh, it's a cop who sees a nuclear explosion. And gets superpowers, but every time he uses those superpowers, this horrible super super <laughs> comes up in the back room. But uh, background, but every time he sees red, he loses his powers. Yeah, it's hilarious. It, it is a the best is when he's chewing gum. Yeah, yeah. 
It is a brilliant, <laughs> stupid film, and to this day, I don't know how they got Ernest Borgnine to do it. I haven't watched yet, but I've heard so much if, about it. If you movie. can find it, watch it, because it's uh, been a cornerstone in my life <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> super, super. Super, super, super. And it was made in the, the heart of the 80s, I think. Early 80s, I'd say. I think like 83 or 84. <laughs> it does sound beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead, which is a Tom Stoppard film. Um, it's the story of Hamlet as seen from the point of view of two lesser characters, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Were they actually in like the... They're, they're in Hamlet, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, and... You know, I'm recommending this after having just dissed the whole meta thing, but um, <laughs> uh, it's a sort of the play within a play within a play thing. Um, you're watching a movie about a play within a play. So it's the Matrix uh, before the Matrix. Kind of, yeah. It's uh, it's like old Elizabethan version of the Matrix. Matrix I like it. Um, and I think what's happening. Boris Fishman shows up at some now. point. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it stars um, it's, it stars Tim Roth, Gary Oldman, and Richard Dreyfuss. Um, and it's a phenomenal film. I really recommend it. I also recommend seeing the play if it happens to be somewhere around you. But Can't it's easier to the get movie. the movie. It's easier to get the movie. It's, it's pretty good. Actually. And if you see the play, Gary Oldman is. I'd say it, so. Super fuzz. Uh, that. From Mel Gibson, Hamlet or Mel Gibson. I would say this is far better than the Mel Gibson version okay. of Hamlet. Okay, I'm, I'm embarrassed for mine now. After we, after I all that, because I was recommending Maniac Cop with Bruce Campbell. There is there is nothing wrong with that. I greatly yeah. enjoyed Maniac Cop, and they made many sequels to it. But Bruce Campbell's only on the first one. That's the one worth watching. Yeah, him is kind of like the bumbling cop that gets these murders pinned on him. Yeah, and the guy that does the killing, he, he messes people up. Dressed as a maniac, cop. maniac cop. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go maniac cop, and you gotta watch Scanners and stuff like that. It's kind of the heart of like the. There's a lot of, like, a cop be horror. Yeah. Early God, years. I love Scanners. That Scanners is a is good a movie. movie. Is that Ironsides? Yeah. That? Yep. God, he does a badass movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that look Pretty of size constipation size. that they have to have in order to make someone's head blow up. I was starting to believe this very, very messy special effects. All right, now on to the top ten. Now on to the top ten. Sorry about that. With all the... Yeah, a lot of That's guest cool. lists. We've, yeah, how do we want to do the guest list? We, we have three. Yeah, so three. do you guys want to each do a guest list? Sure. I'll read one. Oh. Give, me, give me somebody cute. Uh, do you look at Scott, then. Scott's very cute. We'll Scott, Scott G. Davis. I will do. Uh, uh, Jerry's going to do Scott. We just one off of the, uh, I think it was Miradon or Mirrelden. That was the comment one. Oh, okay. Didn't have a name on it, did it? It might have. I just didn't cut and paste that part. Oh, oops. I can look it up while you guys go. Just go to the website. Here's Sam M. <laughs> All right. Sam M gets me. He's right. lucky. Chad, do you want to start? I'm kidding. Yeah, Poor sure. bastard. Top ten movie murderers. All right. Uh, so do we do the guest lists first? Then? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Guest lists, they get top priority because they actually listen. Which, thank you. Oh, wow. Yep. Stupid. My relative. <laughs> My relative, who's, who is the whoever I gave that one to. All right. That was mine. All right, uh, unnamed murderer in seven. It's John Doe, right? John Doe. John, John Doe. Doe. Yep. Well, Kevin that's Spacey. Kevin Spacey. That's the name he's assigned by the yeah. police. You never actually know who he is. Yeah. So he is unnamed. I think credits in the credits is John Doe. Yeah. He is yeah. played by Kevin Spacey. Bit part at bit part at end, disturbing, brutal. The, v- the viewer suffers through uncovering the wake of his killer's victims. Most of the gore is left to the viewer's imagination, which of course intensifies the effect. 
long before the social network, David Fincher was brilliant. Hats off to the man. Yep, absolutely agree. Yeah, and I think we'll one. see that on a few other lists. Yeah, it was a well. The, his the that movie creeped me out beyond maybe most of the movies I had saw when I was that age. That really disturbed me. Yeah, the, the strap one, on the, uh, the, the no. The most of was the guy that was strapped onto the bed for sloth. Yeah, all the many wakesters. They think he's dead. And also, he's like. <gasps> Creep me out. I think everybody jumped uh, at that point. I love the doctor who says uh, if you shined a flashlight in that man's eyes, he'd probably die of shock. Um, Oh, God. Just just like that sensory depth. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, Number nine Spike and Gremlins, Chaotic and Fun Evil. Not human, though, right? Yeah. But it's guess guess, guess get leeway. Because I, I had to double check that, remember? Because I, I had the blob on my list for a little while. Clearly not human. All right. You sure? Uh, well, it was played it by Dom DeLuise. He ate humans. <laughs> Silence of the Hands. Yeah, <laughs> it could be like a mini universe where just the human jacking off onto it. Uh, Leonard Shelby in Millions of people dying on my chest. <laughs> Interesting choice. Wow. What is it? Leonard Shelby in Memento, played by Guy Pierce. Describing this would be too much of a spoiler. No, I think we can spoil it. It's all right. Well, I, I put him in my top Call- ten. I thought I was going to be the only one. Calling him a murderer is a bit of a spoiler. Huh? Ooh, he kills people. Well, he, he, you're he, a murderer. Yeah. You might, know, be, might be for you know what? for good. Memento is like ten years old, so... I yeah, should have seen it spoil away. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, you suck. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with uh, the line delivered in the movie. The fact that he doesn't remember his crimes is why he's so good at it. Then number seven, uh, Colonel Hans Landa, Landa in uh, Inglorious Bastards, Which played one? by Christoph Waltz. They all trashed. Christoph Waltz is pretty good. Is he the yeah. He's the no, he's the German. The oh, guy. he's the German. Yeah. Okay, yes, he is. A comfortable casual killer and Jew hunter, the classic villain archetype. And he was really good in it. It's kind of like uh, I hated uh, No Country for Old Men, but I did like uh, Javier Bardem in it. The, take that back. Not going to take it back. You, you've known this for a long time. I know. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, as I said earlier, I think there are great aspects to uh, Inglorious Bastards. It just didn't work for me overall. And I think a, a lot of it was just, you know, it's, they took a lot of historical liberties. And I get that was in the, in the point of the film, the sort of like Jew revenge thing. But it just bugged me. Yeah, I, I agree. Something seemed to be missing in the format. I couldn't tell you what they would could change to make it better, but I just, yeah, I got bored. Uh, and number six, uh, Norman Bates in the original Psycho, played by Anthony Perkins. I think Vince Vaughn is much more terrifying, because he probably has <laughs> killed people. Whatever happened to Mr. Perkins' career? Well, oh, I think Psycho 3 happened. Yeah. <laughs> I like that Psycho. Uh, then number five, Charles Lee Ray, a.k.a. Chucky, in 1988 Child's Play, voiced oh, by Brad Dourif. You know, you could allow that one because he starts out human. Well, it's humanoid. It's a doll that's humanoid. Right. I think we allowed humanoid in. Uh, the image of a child's doll flipping out and screaming, you bitch, you fucking bitch, <laughs> while attacking with the just burned into well, my I think, mind. I mean, you just freak out. It's like its eyes were it's like, you fucking bitch. Yeah, that's, that's so terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, have it, I think it's important to watch that movie when you're young. That's when it'll have the greatest impact. <laughs> and yet, yeah. no parent should let their kids watch that movie. So it's sort of a paradox. You watch The Doll Master after that. <laughs> or Puppet Master, excuse me. Puppet Master film for the right. Number four, Esther in the film Orphan, played by Isabel Furman. Uh, this role embodies the contrast between childhood innocence and the worst humanity can dish out. Chilling, aggressive, disturbing, and maniacal. She sounds like... Maniacal. 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 
I've not seen this one. Neither have I. I'm, I'm actually... That's a good recommendation for a movie. It's to a see. Guillermo del Toro produced uh, movie. That's fucking Gotta be good. That number three, Michael Myers in the 1977 classic Halloween. This I held to be the first slasher film and, must, and a must-see for horror fans. All silent, silent killers, uh, Jason for example, owe their existence to the face. Nick Castle played by the role of adult... Played the role of adult Michael. I heard that the mask was actually part of a Captain Kirk costume, but that could be BS. Huh. Um, I don't know if this is true anymore, but um, adjusted for inflation, um, this is always pointed to as the most successful independent film ever. Really? Yeah. Well, Halloween? Yeah. Cinemas was a good movie. Uh, and, I mean, he's absolutely right about the character. I mean, did kind of create that. That is that the archetype. most chilling, faceless killer of, all, of them he all. He truly was faceless. He had a yeah. white mask on. He um, face, really. I don't know that I regard this film as the first slasher film, though. I might take issue with that. Because, uh, I mean... Yeah, it'll be earlier. Well, now I'm kind of on the spot. I can't think of one. But, yeah. I mean, there was horror films prior to the late 70s. Um, There's going to be some on my list. <laughs> Such as Bra. <laughs> with Sam Elliott. <laughs> I know, ma- no, maybe he's absolutely right, and this is the birth of the slasher film. But All right. it just seems like there had to have been slasher films before oh, that. Psycho because they're a slasher film? I, I think you could consider Psycho a slasher film. Zeri's kind of faceless, too. Yeah. Well, well, well he's not faceless, but he's certainly... He's creepy. Yeah. Um, I, think he, I think Norman Bates may stand as the kind of the first um, sexual predator killer that really presented in film where I mean his, per- the last. his his perversion <laughs> is what got you wink wink nose nudge <laughs> alright number two number two uh, Hannibal Lecter is an obvious inclusion but I think Ted Levine's character Buffalo Bill is actually far creepier I admit to talking my penis. <laughs> I admit to talking my penis and looking in the mirror just once after seeing Silence of the Lambs. Oh, no, I, th- right. I think you might not share that. I, I do me. It puts the lotion on us. I think every every guy had to try that after seeing that movie. Was she a great big fat person? I'm actually I'm actually doing it as we sit here talking. Oh, he was. He made that movie out all doubts. He was great. <laughs> Buffalo Bill is a great big fat person. Great big fat person. That was number two, so... Yeah, and I actually heard uh, Ted Levine Ted Levine say in an interview that he had trouble getting other roles initially after Silence of the Lambs because... Yeah, I mean, that was burned into people's minds. He is, uh, like, the the sidekick in Monk yeah. with the mustache. Does he have his penis in Monk? That's this guy? That is Buffalo no, that's, Bill. That's Ted Levine? Yeah. yeah. He has done tons of stuff since Silence of the God, you're right it is. I just visually... <laughs> Jesus, okay, you're right. Hey, he's a phenomenal actor. Should we so, on this so yeah, in Monk. What happens? Oh, <laughs> I now enjoy, I'll enjoy next episode of Monk ten times more, I just imagine. All right, so who was that? Who the fucking lotion was that? Myreldon. 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 All right, Myreldon, good list. All right, Scott has number ten, Aaron Stampler, Edward Norton, Primal Fear. All right, we'll take that one. Amon Goff, Ray Fiennes, and Schindler's List. He doesn't really kill anybody, though. Um, no, he actively... Shoots oh, yeah. people from the balcony. Uh, <laughs> who said that? Nobody. Was, oh, <coughs> actually, I would agree. Yeah, he's, he's he, he, he is a chilling character. I just wasn't thinking Schindler's List when I made my list. Uh, next, we have this, <laughs> this list: Leon from The Professional by Gene Reno, played by Gene Reno. Good choice. And number seven, we have Abba and Abby and Mar- 
Bobby fuck. and Martha Brewster, Josephine Holland, Gina Dare, and Arsenic and Old Lace. Wow, good choice. Man, yeah. hats off to that Have one. That, that one? is an I'm awesome movie. That it's a 50s movie that's actually pretty funny. It, it is... Not many 50s movies are still... Arsenic <clears> and <throat> Old Lace, that sounds interesting. It's just a little too long. It's the only problem uh, with the movie. Jack Lemmon? No, Cary uh, Grant. Yeah. Okay. Who's funny in it? I mean, Cary Grant's really good in it. Yeah. And number six, Jack Torrance in The Shining, played by Jack nice. Nicholson. Shows up on another list, I will admit. This one I've never heard of. Adam Meeks, Matthew McConaughey, and Frailty? I've never seen that. Um, I, I haven't seen it. I know of the movie. Anybody seen it? I've seen it. So, All right, so, so I'm taking... So uh, Scott, uh, Scott gets a point. Do yeah. we have a point for that? None of us know have seen it? Have, have they get the reference? There might be uh, reasons for it. Well, I think when that happens... Because <laughs> yeah. it has Matthew McConaughey in it. Oh, come on. Matthew McConaughey, though, you know, wacky dude, is good in some roles. I, I point to it. Wasn't he in uh, Hope Floats? I don't know. Time to Kill was my favorite role for Matthew McConaughey. But Days of Confusion is alright. Sahara, he was decent. Alright, so I guess we all have to go watch that movie now. Frailty. Number four, he has James Buffalo Bill Gum, played by Ted Levine in Silence of the Lambs. You You fuck me. You fuck me. I fuck me, maybe. Maybe if I tuck my penis and then I fuck me. <laughs> number, number three, he has Francis Dollarhide, played by Ray Fiennes in Red Dragon. That's another. Right. Everybody pans that movie. I like that. That's movie. a prequel of like Hannibal, yeah. right? Yeah. I thought it was good. No, I, a lot I of people didn't it, like it because uh, the original uh, Manhunter. A lot of people like that. One. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I between the two, I still prefer Manhunter. Never um, saw Manhunter. I recommend it. It was. Played, no, uh, I'm going to think it's a copy of, was, uh, of Red Dragon. Um, the, the guy who played Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter, I don't remember his name, but Ernest Borgnine. No, um, close though. <laughs> no, it, he's just the. I can't remember the actor's name. Maybe that's appropriate because his take on Hannibal Lecter was also pretty forgettable. I mean, you're not impressed by the character of Hannibal at all. In Manhunter or, or Red Dragon? Manhunter. Okay. Um, whereas in Red Dragon, I mean, it's Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter has already been established. Everyone's basically there to see that, um, so they make a much bigger deal out of Hannibal Lecter. Also, um, Ed Norton, he ah, he didn't embody the role. Ed Norton embodied any role. Um, and and I definitely, definitely did not like um, Harvey Keitel as uh, the, the head of the... the, the head of the uh, Harvey Keitel's bad in pretty much everything. I think he's good in some roles. He just... Um, whoever they had playing that role in Silence of the Lambs was so much better. The um, FBI director, or yeah. Whatever. Oh, the guy from uh, from Backdraft. Mm-hmm. Awesome movie. <laughs> <laughs> and number, what was going to happen in this movie? <laughs> number two, he has Anton Chigurh, Javier Bardem from No Country for Old Men, which is awesome. Probably a good one. It's a great movie. Chad loves it. Yeah, it's good. I, I have it on DVD. Do? You? Oh wait, no, no, I, was looking, I was looking at number one. No Country for Old Men is a great movie, Chad. Yeah, I looked at his number one. I was like, I like it. Yeah, that was a good movie. So this is Sam M for you, Terry. <laughs> okay, right. that's Scott's number two, so we'll move on to... All right, Sam M. I like, the, I like his, uh, the things he writes about his movies here, so I will be reading those verbatim. At number ten, Garland Green from Con Air. It's that's a, a tough one, because in the storyline, he's a killer, but you never actually see him kill anybody. That's is that fair. John Malkovich? Or is that no, uh, Steve Buscemi? Steve Buscemi's yeah, character. Yeah, it, it, he would have been a lot creepier if that girl had died. Yeah. 
They should have killed that girl. Trophy with three on states where your head is a hat. <laughs> um, anyway, what he writes about it is, regardless of the overall, quote, quality of the movie, Buscemi has some great lines and manages to deliver a chill when meeting with the young girl while the plane is being repaired. And him, when the plane's going down, he's holding, like, the Barbie doll and just, like, singing. What is he singing? I don't remember. Holding hands? What was the... It's a small robot. No, I thought it was something to do like holding hands or something. I, it's creepy though. I remember the scene. I just can't remember before we ever go fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at number nine, um, this is the um, Japanese version of the ring. Uh, Sadako Yamamura, uh, played by um, anyone want to take a shot at this? Re Rai and Oo. All right, Rai. Ringu. Ringu. Uh, my girlfriend decided to try an impersonation of this character at three in the morning. I decided it was a good time to get the hell out of the house. I think that's a good call. <laughs> um, kind of hot. <laughs> Tell him send a picture of his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, send photos next time. Um, I was I wasn't a fan of the Japanese or the American version of this movie. The Japanese version. I haven't seen the Japanese version. Well, I mean, certainly, but neither one really did it for me. And it might be that I saw the American version first. Yeah, and kind of the first one that you see is probably the more memorable of the two. Uh, The American one was uh, the parody of it in (laughs) Movie Three. When they they keep knocking in the hole, it's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) And the toilet, the blood getting up off the toilet. All right. For number eight, we're going to have to... I'll leave it to you guys whether or not this is valid, because it's human-like. Uh, HAL 9000, 2001 A Space Odyssey. I, I don't think they knew that, uh, no. you know, we had... We discussed the, uh, the qualifications. That might have been there. after we stopped recording, potentially. Yeah, it was well, oh, really? I didn't talk to Chad about it until like three days ago. All right. I, I thought we said human-like. Anyway. It doesn't matter. The, the guest uh, list get a pass, because yeah, they yeah. actually... Listen, it's a time to listen. Time to- Absolutely. But anyway, great choice. Hell 9000 is... Um, well, I, my favorite part is Hell's death, but... Thanks for running the end of the movie. Jet Never seen it. That was made, what, 30 years ago? <laughs> Something like that? Not even. Too late. Um, ooh, this one was on my runners-up, um, and I actually didn't include her because she only ki- actually kills one person, and that's Annie Wilkes from Misery. Yeah, she's creepy, she's creepy awesome. lady. Yeah. Yeah. Cock-a-doody! It's just, uh, to, to date, um, my favorite performance from Kathy Bates. She's scary in that movie. Yeah, yeah she is. When, when she uh, breaks his uh, ankle, that, that was disgusting. Because it, it takes about two seconds you realize what she's about to do, you're just like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, number six, Roy uh, Batty, or is it Beatty from Blade Runner? Batty. Batty? I don't know. I don't know. I don't never hear his last name in the movie, do you? Yeah. I, I, good good movie. choice. Good yeah, choice. Nice one. Um, another, uh, another for Norman Bates, Psycho. Uh, try taking a shower at two in the morning after watching this. I'm not blonde. So uh, I should be fine. Just sure say it. <laughs> anyway, we don't know what's uh, else is going on there, Chad. Huh? It's in the morning. Very shower. I've got. You think about the dark here up here? Hold on. No. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> well, you know that. What, what, what was that in the? Uh, was it like a Gillette pamphlet I saw or something on male shaving? It's like uh, the the tree looks taller if you cut down the underbrush. Anyway. <laughs> The only body hair I've ever purposely shaved is I shaved one armpit once. To, no, it's it's, well, it's if you cut the underbrush, a small penis looks like a child's penis. 
Ooh. Okay, that, this is getting disturbing on a lot of levels. That's like um, the hangover, too, and they think it's like, a, is that a spider? <laughs> All right, number four, Dr. Hannibal Lecter, Silence of the Lambs. I can't say enough about how much I agree with that inclusion. Uh, number three, John Doe from Seven. Uh, number two, interesting choice, Ed Gein in The Light of the Moon. Without Ed Gein, many of the movies on this list would not exist. That's kind of true. true. It is. That's, true. That's why I say interesting choice. So I'm saying don't read the number one. Right. No, of course yeah. not. Tom, you want to start with your list? Yes, I'm afraid mine is going to be the same quality. We're not going to know what half the shit is. <laughs> no. Yeah, you're going to have to explain everyone. First is my runner-up, because as we said, that's the turkey from Thanksgiving. That was. Not humanoid. And can't it wasn't human at one point when it was impersonating the girl's father. Yes, yeah, so I had the little mustache and I was wearing his skin mask. <laughs> Pretty funny. So number 10, I have Drew Barrymore as Charlie McGee in Firestarter. She kills a lot of people. Yeah. Didn't really think of her as a murderer. But she kills people. But she does. Burns Arcane on entire houses. Movie. Yeah, so people inside there. Uh, number 9, I have Darth Vader from Star Wars. Ooh. Kills a lot of people. It does. God, that's kind of a miss. He kills an entire fucking planet. Yeah. That's pretty good. That is hardcore, man. I miss. I'm assuming. I'm uh, guessing. Uh, I know where that was actually Grand Moff Tarkin that killed the entire planet. Sorry, <laughs> but he was part of it. He was part of the. He did not give the order at all. Come on, that's true. It is. Well, the, he, uh, killed uh, people. He, he killed a bunch of kids though, and uh, oh, I guess in the young one, yeah, he did and take he out all the blows up. He blows up several uh, Tie Fighters or whatever over there, X Wings. Yeah, something. but that's a part of war though. So Darth Vader had. So you're saying he has no <laughs> role all the time? Just uh, collateral huh? damage when it comes to battle. He was like blowing up all the run. He did not. He was the that. mastermind of the Death Star, though. Like it was his creation, wasn't no, it? No, no, that was Emperor Palpatine. I thought yeah, Darth Vader was. Grand Moff Tarkin is the uh, the main guy that. Uh, right. I need to take it off my list. That's what I was like replace it with. <laughs> well, well, not killing it at number ten. I, honestly, we're, we're I replacing th- Darth Vader with James, Jason Crockett from the movie Frogs, 1972. <laughs> <laughs> This is played by Sam Miller. This is the uh, Sam Elliott movie before he had the uh, mustache. Sam Elliott yeah. is a like a nature I don't believe that He's at a all. nature protagonist. That's what Grandma Tarkin is. is no, played by <laughs> Sam Milland is a, he's a wheelchair bound patriarch that kills every little an, every living animal that comes on his property. So he's like he's like big bats of poison up and he kills every little thing that comes on his property. <laughs> and then, so that the frogs that the frogs things are around it, they get angry and they they start killing people. Oh, okay. I'll have to see that one. Yep, and the protagonist is a pre-mustache Sam Elliott. <laughs> Which, you know, Sam yeah. Elliott, gotta love it. You, you know, you I think, I think you could keep Darth Vader, though, because, I mean, think about it. You know, this is an ambassadorship. Where is the ambassador? And he crushes the dude's throat? Come Feel, on. Feelings are still hurt. To right. He's off the list. <laughs> I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. That was just Never going to rebound. <laughs> so, number eight, uh, this he's technically human, is Belial from Basket Case. That's the... Yeah. Really, really bad B horror movies where mm-hmm. the guy had the conjoined twin that was just like the head and a little pair of arms. Oh, yeah. It yeah, looked yeah, like yeah. a basketball. He kills a lot of people. <laughs> he also rapes somebody in a movie, and you're not sure how because he doesn't. <laughs> just next, a basketball. Is that is basketball? Is the next going to be top 10 rapists? Pretty much. Because he could double. So, pretty much anything in his, uh, I guess, his brother, who is the normal conjoined twin, when they move to the city to get away from. Like the old ranch where they were living, just feed some hamburgers. That's like what he eats at first. That's <laughs> great. So I thought this was a quote: "Like anything that lives in a basket eats burgers by the sack and sniffs panties is one badass." <laughs> God. <laughs> Number seven is Larry Drake as Doctor Evan Rendell in Doctor Giggles. 
Never heard of it. <laughs> You've never seen Dr. Giggles? No, never heard yeah, of it. You might like Dr. Giggles. Watch We're going to have to have a movie night. I think I'll watch it with Tom. Yeah. So the key kills are with an oversized syringe, a sharpened thermometer, and he also did the scalpel under the John Wayne Bobbitt to the dude in the bed. It's a fine film. It'll really make you feel good. Okay. It's just terrible movie. Number six is Clint Howard as Gregory Tudor in Ice Cream Man. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gregory. After be- This is the synopsis. Poor Gregory. After being released from the Wishing Well Sanatorium, all he wants to do is make the children happy. So Gregory reopens that old ice cream factory, and all the unappreciative brats are reprocessed into the flavors of the day. Interesting fact for this one, this movie was partially funded by the Converse Shoe Company. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of the characters are wearing Converse shoes. There's like Chuck Taylors all over the place. It's really weird. Hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get your film made. Yeah, so I thought that was a... So a thing too. <laughs> No, but I, I hear we know one of the producers. Yeah, we do. $200 will get you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Number five, Harvey Steffens as Damien Thorne in The Omen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. And also Gregory Peck played the dad in that movie, too, which, which I He was really phenomenal in that. really good. But uh, he's Gregory fucking Peck. He's awesome in that movie. He's my stance right A little old to be that kid's. Gregory well, Peck, he, he could be having kids when he's 72. He just got to find the late. Yeah, true. that man, that you can you sense his potency mm-hmm. in everything he does. Yeah. See number four, <laughs> poets. That's just disturbing. John Franklin as Isaac in Children of the Corn, the 1984 version. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Not, not the 2006 sci-fi. 2009. They made they remade the sci-fi original one. And also, did you did you remember that the girl, you know, the young couple is Linda Hamilton? That plays the girl. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the guy from Wings or something is the. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah Peter Horton. Let's see. Uh, number three, I have the Leprechaun. Because <laughs> if you actually add up, he probably kills more people than anybody else on these lists. Because he had there was Leprechaun, Le- the Leprechaun two, three, four. Lepre- Leprechaun four was in space. <laughs> Leprechaun in the hood and Leprechaun back to the hood. <laughs> and who played the, the Leprechaun? That was uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick Davis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was also. Uh, did One he really? The, his first film was uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Yeah, I've yeah. learned so much by yeah. coming here. And the first one, first uh, Leprechaun, who, who was the main female star? Do you remember? No, okay. very big now. It's been a very long time. Cameron Diaz, Jennifer Aniston. No. Yep. So her first, it was her first movie credit. <laughs> and that's I actually looked at IMDb. It says it's her first movie credit. If you don't count her appearance as an extra in the craptastic Mac and Me. Do you remember Mac and Me? I remember like, Mac and Me. It came out like you know after ET. It was kind of trying to glom onto that popularity, and, and Mac stood for mysterious alien creature. Love that movie. <laughs> Number two, Ted Levine, Buffalo Bill, and Chad. All right. Uh, I was thinking about I had Mr. Blonde on my list, but he doesn't actually kill anybody in the movie. They talk about him killing people. Yeah, you, but you hear about him killing people. Kind of, like Garland, kind of like Garland Green were. Yeah. Well, and for that matter, John Doe. We never see John Doe kill anybody. That's true. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking him off my list now, though. All right. I'm very happy. But I'm putting Bruce Willis from Die Hard movies because he kills a lot never of people. Never see Buffalo Bill kill anybody. Huh? Um. No, we never see him commit the murders. We see the aftermath, and we see him torturing the person who's supposed to be his next victim. But, yeah. All right. Well, anyways, I'm added to my list now. Number 10, Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood, played by Daniel Day-Lewis. Good movie. No, it wasn't. 
a great movie. <laughs> Fight! <Nothing>. Fight! <coughs> leprechaun. Chad picks a leprechaun as well. That was a good movie. Okay. It was a good movie. <laughs> I'm not sure what's going on. They're, they're either going to fight or make out. I don't know what's going to happen here. It's one of the two. All right, number nine, Vincent, played by Tom Cruise in Collateral. It's kind of like Mugato. Finally got the cruise. Yeah. It's like Mugato yeah. and his assistant when they're like, kind of. <laughs> I mean, he was, he was a phenomenal assassin and just fascinating to watch. He stole the film. It's a good movie. Did you like that movie or Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise and the cat? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, actually. I mean, it was a good story. I mean, yeah. and Tom Cruise actually was very, very. Disturbing in that movie. Yeah. Well, his and his character was so well written. You thought he was just fucking crazy. He was like scared to death. You feel bad for Jamie Fox. <laughs> then uh, number nine, uh, Daisu O from Old Boy, the okay. star of Old Boy. Then uh, number seven, Hit Girl from Kick Ass. I haven't seen. I've seen, seen, seen the movie. It's pretty good. So she kills people. She kills a lot of people. Yeah. That's like the little girl, right? Yeah, the like twelve year old girl. We bought it for Brennan, and I know he's watched it, but I haven't gotten a chance to see it. I guess, I guess I didn't realize anybody actually would get killed. Is that a PG-13 movie? No, it's rated R. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Nicholas Cage was really good in it, too. So. He's the Batman knockout. Yeah, he, he's uh, her dad. And plays him. <laughs> Sorry, Tom, can you hit pause real quick? Little producer's room. <laughs> okay, we are officially recording. Thank Sorry. You. Right. Sorry. Um, Continue, Chad. Well, I don't remember the last one you read. Can I, can I comment those? thinking during the... Uh, little break. producers Body break, break. Um, that uh, one of the things I love the most about Tom Cruise's character in uh, in Collateral the blonde hair no is um, <laughs> isn't it gray? I thought it was like yeah, gray his, white his endless rationalizations for why nothing matters for yeah. why what he's doing doesn't matter yeah. um, you know, oh, do you know any yeah well, it's constant throughout the whole movie. He's just, you know, he's kind of uh, got these rationales for everything about the world, and uh, it makes him a fascinating sociopath. It's a good movie. I didn't put that much into. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving. Sorry, on. I think I a lot when I killed people. I, I think a lot when I pee. It's when I do my best work. <laughs> So, just at Hit Girl number six, I have uh, El Mariachi from Desperado. Nice. Oh, okay. Good Banderas. That is such a fun movie. Yeah. I I could watch that bar scene basically forever, just over and over yeah. again. And the line, um, what's in the guitar case? My guitar. <laughs> guitar. My copy of Puss in Boots comes out soon. <laughs> And uh, number five, I have uh, Bill Money from Unforgiven, Clint Eastwood. Good one. Good one. Very good one. And uh, number four, I thought nobody else would have it, but first guest list, Leonard Shelby from Memento. Played there you go. Years. That's you get for crushing my Darth Vader dreams. <laughs> damn. I actually... <laughs> damn it! Well, actually, to be more precise, it was actually... <laughs> <laughs> Just flip the table. <laughs> Uh, excuse me, Tom, that's absolutely correct. Uh, who the fuck is Grandpa Carson? I don't know who that is. No, Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth fucking Vader. <laughs> All right. <laughs> number uh, number three, uh, Ogami Ito from uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. All the... Like, <laughs> Sorry. That was good, Tom. 
tell me about Lone Wolf. <laughs> I, I honestly have not heard of this one. Okay. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan, you know, all the little sound bites. That oh, they yeah, have. yeah. But I was a little. That's from yeah, this? My father was famous. Yeah, that's a Lone Wolf and Cub. Really? Oh, yes. up, uh, those liquid swords, right? Yeah. Best, best Wu-Tang Clan song ever. Yeah. And uh, he's the main, <laughs> uh, main samurai. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I was making such a point of not laughing so much this episode because in playback I always hate my laugh. Yeah, I, I hate ev- ev- even the sound of my voice in playback. Just hearing Wu Tang Clan makes me think of Cordy Gerd at his desk and, and insulting him before I knew who. Who the, fu- who the fuck is Wu Tang Clan? It sounds like footwear. Of course, he's the best band ever. <laughs> who the hell are you? All right, so he got to start this one over, Chad, because I, I don't know. Um, don't okay. even know what you're it's talking Ito about. It's Ito from Lone Wolf and Cub. Okay, and what is that? Uh, it's a uh, like the quintessential like samurai, like B grade horror. Like oh, okay. Because initially, when you said quintessential samurai, I was gonna say oh, so it's uh, Kurosawa. No, 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 it's Tom Cruise and the Last Samurai. Oh, says you. It's like that. you know, like the seventies and eighties, like uh, Japanese like action samurai movies. Oh, okay. Basically, like uh, Kill Bill, like it's influenced by it quite a bit. Okay. Oh, all right. When, when would this come out? Like when did one did uh, late seventies, early eighties? Oh, okay. So, but he kills a lot of people. And like uh, another, like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. You know, mm-hmm. the Three Storms. Yeah, that was in that that series of movies. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, the the guys with the hats. They don't have like the superpowers but the costume is like oh can, really what they had the weird yeah. sort of really big straw hats I mean, yeah. do they have like the weird weapons and stuff like the things they all have like different weapons okay. and I think they're called the three storms in, in the series but so John Carpenter doesn't just invent everything that's awesome no. he just he stole it yeah. he's influenced by he invented it. they live though it's that he did yeah then uh, number two, uh, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Awesome. That's a, that's a good one. He's a creepy ass dude in that movie. All right, my number ten doesn't actually kill anybody, but he's a murder consultant. I went with Motherfucker Jones from Horror <laughs> Bosses. So I snuck into her room. I got up behind her. I don't like where this is going. Reached into her purse. I took all her money and I really fucked her over. <laughs> I haven't seen this yet. I gotta uh, see this uh, movie. Horrible bosses. Horrible Hor- bosses. Yeah I, yeah, I need to see it. He's the probably I think the funniest character in a movie in quite some time. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker show. No, I, I don't think I, I don't need to hear this. No, no, stop, 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 stop. You should really change it to Jesus. Motherfucker over Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, I have the, uh, the the hitchhiker from uh, There's Something About Mary, played by Harlan Williams. That's, that's a good one. That is a good one. Seven, I'm only waiting seven minutes total. Well, <laughs> that, little chipmunk sitting on a branch eating lots of sunflowers, sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. ranch. You know that old children's song? From the sea? Well, you know, that list is great, Jerry, until someone comes out with six minute ads. <laughs> yeah. no. no. No, seven's the key number. <laughs> he has the big, like, the garbage bag of bodies, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Harlan Williams is where it happened to him. He's gone. He was in half baked and that was kinda of the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Number eight, it was it was a TV movie that I wanted to, I thought it was awesome. Mark Harmon is Ted Bundy in the Deliberate Stranger. That is really good. See, I don't know. Mark I I, I thought Mark I saw that TV movies were a lot. I was I was gonna have Pennywise the clown from it. But you that was a mini series. 
This is just a movie. Movie, movie. Put, okay. put Pennywise in. That's pretty good. So. And besides, it was Tim Curry's <laughs> probably best performance since the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Or Clue. I mean, yeah. both are good. And now we hit a bunch of that were already mentioned. I have Ed Gein. Number seven. Number six, I have Kathy Bates in Misery as Annie Wilkes. Nice. Number five, I have Mrs. White from Clue, played by, uh, what's her name? Oh, um, I'm totally tortured. Um, uh, man, Clue just came up in conversation, yeah. and now it Clue's but, Okay, remind me, like, I have such clues long enough ago that honestly, I was young enough where I don't understand what was going on in that movie. Or... She was this little, like, super pale lady who... But was yeah, it, was, but didn't there have multiple frames. endings in that movie or something? Coming out the side yeah. of my face. But, like, how... Like, when you watch it at home, like, how does that work? It's just, you know, you watch it, this is what could have happened. This oh. could. This is what could have happened. And this is what really But, but it was in the theater, though. Didn't you only get one of the endings? Uh, in um, the theater. In the theater. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, endings. that's why in my mind, I was like, I thought you had to see it multiple times, like, at different yeah. places. To yeah, but, but it, the only version I've ever seen is home video version, where right. you see all the endings. I've never watched that. I saw it in the theater. Got it downstairs. Yeah, it's, it. okay. it, it's a phenomenal movie. It's really underrated. Hmm. Um I might go five stars on that one. No, I'm kidding. Might, but <laughs> I was just watching it because I have such a babe. I was quite young at five. That came out. Number four, I have William Money from Unforgiven. Three, Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. And number two, Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Buffalo Bill's got uh, some high <laughs> rankings in general. He's, he's better. Put the dog in the fucking basket. Put, no, put the fucking lotion in the basket. Mm-hmm. Oh, you hurt my dog. <laughs> you don't know what pain is. <laughs> I was going to put the guy from the, the actual killer... From uh, Shawshank Redemption, oh, I can't no. remember his name. I can't remember his name. Either. Is it Elmo Blatch or something like that? Don't know. Tell you. Know who you mean? Hypnotistic bitch. He was with. But I don't. I don't think that was terribly. I don't. I don't think that was a top ten killer though. She's fucking this guy. She's fucking this person. I would have argued with you on that one. I don't think oh, that was a top ten killer. Okay, so, uh... Hot shot, thank you. The guy is just fucked up. <laughs> it's impossible not to watch it that way. Or not to laugh while watching it. Okay, so you, you would have been... Watch watch <laughs> you, you include it for the... For I the put Harlan Williams on my list. And okay, fair enough, fair there. enough. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were serious. I so that's it. why I was saying, oh, that's not a top ten. But if oh, that's your reasoning, you this way. That's why you had to go to the bathroom. You had to write a top ten list. Okay, so my top ten list at number ten, already mentioned on a guest list, is Jack Torrance, is played by Jack Nicholson in The Shining. But Shining, you want to get sued? <laughs> Shining boy. Um, Between ten and two is Woody's time. <laughs> probably the best Simpsons episode ever. Um, yeah, he actually only kills one guy in it, though. Yeah, the, the yeah, cook. The, yeah. the nigga cook. <laughs> We're doing the reverse. Reverse the No, that's the way they deliver the line in the movie. Oh, uh, sure. That's, that's, that's what all the racists say. That's, that's true. So exactly yeah. how that's exactly how it happened in American History X. <laughs> okay, fine. I apologize for his head landed on yeah. the curb and stopped itself. Right. <laughs> Why is, your, why is your boot covered with blood? I was trying to stop the blood. Hold on a with my boot. All right, this is devolving very quickly. Um, okay, at number nine, I have Mickey and Mallory Knox, played by Woody Harrelson and Juliette Lewis from Natural Born Killers. 
I, I can't I can't stand that movie because they act, they actually say that Juliette Lewis has a perfect ass in it, and that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you not, can take issues with that. Part. <laughs> Um, but I love the film. I love the performances. Um, yeah, as they say in the movie, two most charismatic serial killers ever. Uh, number eight, I have Anton Chigur something. I, 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 I think it's yeah, Chigur. 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 As played by Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men. Did I pronounce that right? I was just... Yeah. I was just giving uh, it my all. Javier it's, Bardem? It's, yeah, No yeah. Country yeah. for Old Men. You <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, man. Screw you. <laughs> Uh, all right, at number seven, I have John Doe's, played by Kevin Spacey, from the movie Seven. So hey, I had to put it in the... Credit, you put in, you, sp- you did it right. Thank yeah. you. You know, it's I actually hard to find. If you like, if you go to IMDb and, t- and See, spell it with a V, so it doesn't come up. And... <laughs> that was kind um, of... It kind of started. That was before, like, Step Up to the Streets and all that crap went down. Huh? So do you hate Seven, too? <laughs> no, but it says it's a good movie. <laughs> All right, at number six, and I can't believe I heard, haven't heard this from anyone else yet, but Frank Booth is played by Dennis Hopper in Blue Velvet. He's a fucking well-dressed man after you. <laughs> you know what a love letter is from me? It's a bullet from a fucking gun. Oh, I haven't, I haven't he's, seen he's Blue pretty, Velvet. It's not a good movie, but he's pretty funny in it. it oh, I love that movie. Helping, it, I, I think it's one of David Lynch's finest films. Which is still pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I think his best film is uh, that... Uh, the one with the old man on the lawnmower. Oh, a straight story? Yeah. But uh, but you still can't put him down. Dean Stockwell is hilarious in Blue Velvet. Check out Blue Velvet. It's worth it. Uh, Baby wants to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've heard that line from one of you guys before. <laughs> Chad says it all the time. I'm trying to get Chad to stop saying it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Chad answers the phone with that <laughs> That's just the voice well. Don't fucking look at me <laughs> Alright number five We have Alex Is played by Malcolm McDowell In A Clockwork Orange I'm surprised I wasn't on Scott's list He used to love that movie um, Number four Buffalo Bill Ted Levine Silence of the Lambs yeah. and Number three I have The Joker As played by Heath Ledger In The Dark Knight He actually That's killed somebody Himself <laughs> Uh, number two, Norman Bates is played by Anthony Perkins in Psycho. In Psycho two, right? and you're the last one, so you no, go. Huh? Did you do your number one? Oh yeah, and at you, number yeah, at number one, I mean, I, I, it's almost cliche, but Hannibal Lecter. The, he's just probably the best serial killer ever written until they start explaining his motivation. Once it gets into, well, he kills you if you're not polite. I kind of tune out, but I don't remember oh, that. I guess I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. I was in Red Dragon, right? right. Yeah, the, I mean, the the more movies you watch, the more insight you get into Hannibal Lecter, and the less interesting Hannibal Lecter becomes. But when he's just a sophisticated psychiatrist who likes to eat people, he's incredibly compelling. Oh, and don't see the uh, Hannibal Rising or whatever. Okay. That that was bad. That not came. It's fairly new, isn't it? Yeah, that was supposed to be like the sequel to Silence of the Lambs. Like, well, it was it was the takes place after son. No, no, Hannibal is still in prison. Yeah, <laughs> still here. <laughs> yeah, they they just watch him sitting there. Hannibal um, Rising for lunch and breakfast. Now Hannibal Rising is sort of a young Hannibal Lecter. It's the it's the origin story. Oh, okay. So okay. I thought that's what I thought Red Dragon was in Man. No, Red Dragon takes place. That's how it originally gets cut. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So this is even before. So it's like yeah. young Hannibal. 
Well, and Red Dragon is just um, at the beginning of the movie, Hannibal Lecter gets caught, but you know yeah. the rest of the movie is about um, well, the Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. Ray Fines. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is your guest list uh, number one? Ah, uh, guest list number one is, and I don't. This is for we, Sam. I guess we. I guess we got to count this. Sam, interesting choice um, because you didn't actually pick a character from a movie. Um, he put number one, Joss fucking Whedon, um, Alien Resurrection, killed the close to death franchise, stone fucking dead, and then had butt sex with the corpse by introducing the newborn. Bastard. Will the new Ridley Scott movie Prometheus be an exercise in necrophilia or CPR leading to revival? Doesn't a corpse empty its bowels so the butt sex is really, really filthy, is it? Unless, you, unless they didn't have anything in there. They That's died. True. They just went to the bathroom and died. It or it could still be a corpse and you could have washed it already, too. Mm-hmm. It would be well lubed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Joss Whedon as the number one killer because of what he did to the alien. Jack loves Joss Whedon, doesn't he? Uh, Joss Whedon is great. No, <laughs> Firefly, right? Firefly, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, um, Angel. I'm a huge, huge Joss Whedon fan, but. Huge. Huge. And, and I, you know, I gotta recommend uh, Dr. Horrible's sing along blog one more time. So I haven't seen it. I will. It's pretty good. The prowess. Alright, Scott has a really, really good one that I missed. Bill the Butcher, Daniel Day Lewis from Gangs of New York. Oh, Gangs of New York. Oh, that, that is, that is, is a good one. Oh. He is awesome. That's a miss. Yeah, that was, that that was a big miss. I think that was when I said I had the DVD downstairs. That, that was one. Okay. That, that was fantastic. I was looking at that one. And, yeah, skipping. Then your guest list number one. That was that was my guest list. Oh yeah, and yours. My number one has already been mentioned several times. Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. All right, my and num- he's just chilling. My number one was uh, Leon from The Professional. Really, nice. mm-hmm. number one. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. And so. your guest. And uh, what was his name again? My my Myrelden. My uh, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho, expertly played by Christian Bale, faking an American accent. Visceral is not a severe enough word to describe this performance. Blood, unrestrained, raw sex and murder by an imbalanced soul. Good stuff. Have to return some videos. Have <laughs> to return yeah. um, I love that movie. Um, it made my runners up. Um, yeah. It's a good movie. All right. Uh-huh. So I got Ray Fiennes as Voldemort in the Harry Potter series. Yeah. Wow. Five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, Just because he kills a lot of people in that last book. Yeah. So. And and I still it also this is my soapbox because his and have you seen the seventh the seventh I haven't seen the last one oh my god his when he thinks he's won at the end of the second movie of the book seven he is the creepiest dude that's ever created walked the planet yeah. the, the they did an amazing yeah. job is like what a psychotic person would look like if they thought they'd won or were about to take over my um, wife went and saw it with two other people oh, he's just awesome he's so good in that final part of that movie um, do any of your guest lists have runners ups uh, none, nope, none for me okay so um, this is the only one guest list with runners up um, honorable, honorable mentions from I'm sorry was it Sam Sammy yeah from Sammy, uh, honorable mentions John Ryder from The Hitcher, the 1986 good version. Movie. Very good movie, excellent pick. Uh, Carl Childers from Sling Blade. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good. But it, that it, it's like when you say when he's a murderer, it's because he killed people, but he murdered kind of for a good reason. I guess. Still murder though. He's still. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But it's kind of he still kills Dwight Yoakam. Yeah, um, Dwight Yoakam should get some credit for that movie because he was awesome. 
his performance was great. You know, I mean, that's the great trick that Sling Blade plays, is that you sympathize and root for Hitler. Hitler with a killer. Um, and, you know, I have to say, this, this is good. Uh, Judge Doom from Who Framed, Ro- Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That is really good. That is really good. The scene where the judge puts an innocent shoe into the dip was nightmare material when seeing it as a kid. <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. I like that one. Yeah, that, was, that's, that was good. That's true. I had a few runners-up that weren't on anyone else's list, so I'll just mention those quick. Um, Tommy DeVito, played by Joe Pesci. That was on my runners-up. Um, said it. Henry Lee Stole Lucas is played by Michael Rooker in Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. That movie was just... Uh, uh, it's hard to watch. Uh, anyway. It's not very good. I know. It's got a special place in my heart, even though I will probably never, ever, ever go back and watch it ever again. Kind of like, uh, what's the name of that one movie, the Ask to Ask movie? Requiem for a Dream. Right. It was a good movie, but I will never watch it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not sure you go from Ask to Ask movie. Oh, yes, Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, it's the trademark scene from that movie. Um, have, you, have you seen it? I need to watch it, apparently. It's yeah. Jennifer Connelly. Going ass to ass. Oh, yeah. With Jared Leto, right? Yeah. No, it was with some other like prostitute. Now I get yeah. it. Another runners up for me was uh, the Reverend Harry Powell is played by Robert Mitchum in The Night of the Hunter. Didn't we do that as a retro review at one point? Huh? I think I we've, did. we've talked no, about it. we that was uh, on my chase list movie. Yeah, right. Top ten chase. Um, Jules Winfield, Samuel L. Jackson, Pulp Fiction. Um, Leather plate, Leatherface is played by Gunnar Hansen, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, no, not the new one. No, no. <laughs> but I mean, if if you go back and watch that movie, he's so brutal. I mean, his actions are just all very sudden, unsympathetic, and uh, yeah. Anyways, um, so those were the runners up I had that weren't on other lists. Time we're gonna get in just under two hours. You say, I, I have one runner up that we didn't mention. That was Santa Claus <laughs> <laughs> from the movie Santa's Slay, where it's S L A Y. He kills a lot of people, <laughs> and uh, he makes it around the whole world in one night. You know? uh, I have the the bride from uh, Kill Bill or Beatrix Kiddo. Okay. Uh, then uh, Martin Blank from Gross Point Blank. Uh, oh that's God, a that's a that's miss. A one. That's oh. Uh, Max uh, Rakatansky from Mad, Mad Max. I didn't know his last name was Rakatansky. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty awesome. Uh, John Rambo from the new Rambo, where he kills oh, yeah. everybody. Yeah. And uh, then the uh, from Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, the the boss in that. Okay. He's good. Yep, he was really good. And uh, all right, that's it. Let's see. We gotta tell people what's going on next episode. So they, uh, uh, next episode's just gonna be a sine wave that runs for like sixty minutes, isn't it? Uh, a test uh, pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, we got an email from uh, his name's Daniel. He suggested he said that Monster Quad is superior to Goonies in every way. Oh god, that's fighting words. So, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is the challenge. We got we, we to send us a versus. We got to so, watch it because I've not yeah. seen Monsters. Monsters Quad is not excellent. Either. Really? An excellent movie, though. Whereas Goonies is a childhood favorite of mine. So. This is, I think this one you really have to watch both because there's some very redeeming qualities to Monster Squad. No, I, I will be watching it. I haven't seen so, it. So, Goonies versus Monster Squad. Then, uh, Retro Review is. I'll, I'm going to give you a couple of options. So, we have. We have you can choose from three. Okay. First one is basket. These are all streaming. The bat a basket case. The first Belial movie. The classic. This is a classic B horror movie. The brain that wouldn't die. Another classic one. The thing with two heads. 
This is like a. If you think of Super Fuzz, this is like the horror version of Super Fuzz. Then we go with mm-hmm. that one. I don't know though. I'm looking at that last one on your list. And Frogs was the the Jason Crockett one. That's the See, early Sam Elliott movie. Yeah, your description of that makes me really want to watch that. It's not uh, a good movie. It's not a good movie. I, it's seven. It's early seven. I'd say those other ones are probably a little newer, aren't they? Uh, the brain that one dies from the mid fifties, which I think I've seen that one. It's a, I would say most people probably seen some scenes from it. It's okay. pretty much a classic. I, and I, Basket I think, Case would be early eighties, right? And it's a pretty well heads. pretty well known movie. Um, I like the thing with two heads. All right, Jerry's really hooked on that one. Yeah, so it's it's, that. it's all right, a we'll bizarre do, movie. We'll do the thing with two heads. One one heads white, one heads black. We'll just tell you that right now. Nice. And that's on streaming. That is on streaming. All oh, right. Oh, then, is uh, Monster Squad streaming? Uh, no, I have copies for you guys. So. Oh, you do. Awesome. Uh, purchase legally. Yeah, purchase totally legally. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's from Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I just shuffled paper. It's on beta. I just rustled paper. And then, uh, so we have Goonies versus Monster Squad, the thing, retro review of the thing with two heads, and our top ten movies that we want to be remade. So something like a movie that... Oh, that we actually want to see remade. remade. Yeah. Like, it was a good idea, but the execution was off. It was Rainmaker. Wow. So this, it was, I think it was a Holly came up with this list? Yep. Wow, that... I what movie? What was I'm going to wake up in cold sweats in the middle of the night, like stressing over this. this <laughs> what was the example of it? You're talking about a movie that it became the example. What made us think of this movie? Of this uh, list? I can't remember. There was some movie that we were talking about that. If it was, was like, it Limitless, Chud Two, Bob Chud, or it was like we were saying it had a very good story premise, but just wasn't. It's something that came out recently. Yeah, I think I don't remember. But I thought it was a very interesting idea. Yeah. So we're going to do that for our top ten. Uh, that's it for today's episode. You can go check out the website at www.pgpfilmcast.com. Our emails are on the right-hand uh, side, along with uh, voting. You can vote Goonies versus Monster Squad. So yeah, we, we want we more votes. The votes is kind of fun. Yeah, right? that made it fun because suddenly, I mean... All of yeah. our opinions were invalid. Yeah, basically. I mean, the the website visitors decided this. Yeah. Imagine if we would have all voted for Snake Snow. Plane, we could have done it. Good time. Yeah. So it's five to two. I, I voted first next on the plane on the website. So, <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, did you? You cheated. <laughs> He's hedging bets now. That's for the I'm fans. Gonna, I'm gonna start tracking this. I always vote on it. So, oh, do you? I voted for rubber. Yeah, it. Ah, <laughs> oh, excuse me. It's Tarkin. No. Grandma Tarkin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> <laughs>